Winning Cures Everything. Now for your hosts, Gary and Chris. Welcome in. Winning Cures Everything, number 249. Whew, buddy, I'm Gary. And I'm Chris. On today's show, we are discussing and previewing and all that wonderful stuff, the college football week 12 slate. We're going to give you our gambling picks on that. We're going to give you the NFL week 11 slate with previews and picks for that. But before we get to any of that, we are going to recap NFL Week 10. And before all of that, first off, if you go on YouTube, go to youtube.com slash everything. Hit subscribe for us. Hit subscribe on the podcast. It is brought to you by Tunica, Mississippi, the South's premier sports gambling destination. You're going to hear us talk about that a lot if you listen to the podcast. Tunicatravel.com is the website. they got six awesome sports books. Go to tunicatravel.com to get more uh, information on that. And go over to winningcureseverything.com to get more information on us, all of our social media, all the ways that you can find us. Go knock that thing out. Go sign up for the football picks contest. Let's quit wasting your time. Let's jump in. Welcome in. This is the NFL Recap for Week 10. Yes. We are brought you, to you. You didn't even have a note for that. Nope. That's a, once we get into these high numbers, like I never know exactly what the hell we're doing. It's like we're on week something, twenty something. Like something. at this and point, it's like God. college and foot in the NFL are off by one, so that always messes me up. Yeah. Anyway, we're brought to you by Tunica, Mississippi, the South's premier gambling destination. You can go check them out at tunicatravels.com, and uh, we want to appreciate them for for sponsoring the show. And uh, let's get into the recap. Let's do it. Let's do it. Because this is our show, and I get to the luxury of handling the NFL recap, we're going to start in Cleveland. We're going to start where I want to start. We're gonna <laughs> You're start not going to start in Mexico Co- City? We're not gonna, no, I guess no. We're going to preview that. We're gonna, yeah, we're going to start <laughs> We're gonna start in Cleveland. Baker Mayfield and the Ooh. Cleveland Browns took a decent – they're not one of the really good teams, but they're a decent team, a Falcons team, and they just whipped their butt. Yeah, who was the guy for the Falcons afterwards? I've got a sneeze in case anybody's wondering. <laughs> uh, I don't know what the hell happened there. The the guy for the Falcons that said, like he came out after the game and was like, you know, we kind of thought we were just going to show up and like it's the Browns, we'll figure it out. And That's like a, you cannot do that against well, against any NFL team. You can't team. do that in the NFL. This is the difference between NFL and college is you can overlook Citadel and just moonwalk through them and beat them by 30. Because there's a talent discrepancy. That's right. There is not that in the, the NFL. The other guys on the team, on the other side of the field, they get paid too. Oh, like they might not be mind. as good as you, but they work really hard at it. Baker Mayfield, this is, this is my favorite thing about this game. There are two unbelievable offensive stats that are important, and I guess they're not stats. One of them is a stat. It is Baker Mayfield had the same amount of touchdowns as he had his incompletions. That's three. That's remarkable. That's incredible. <laughs> that is, I mean, that's really, really good. And then the other one is, I could give you numbers all day long, but it's just as simple as this. Nick Chubb is a grown-ass man. He is a monster, if there ever was one. I wish you had the uh, the Spanish call of oh that pulled gosh. up. Oh, my gosh. If we had NFL rights to insert clips, just go go Google, YouTube, whatever, the, the, the Spanish uh, – call for Nick Chubb's 92-yard run. It's amazing. Hasta la vista, baby. Here's, here's the greatest thing about it. I need to learn Spanish 
just so I would rather watch the Spanish version of all these games because the American announcer, the American, the North, like the announcers for all these NFL games, yeah. they're terrible. All these games oh, yeah. are terrible. But the Spanish version sounds so much more fun. That's my wife uh, majored in Spanish in college. Does she know a conversational like yeah, Spanish? She, knows, she can speak she knows, like she can listen to she's, that. No, now she's not like she will. She'll be able to understand like like seventy five percent of it. See, I need. I, she's I need not that quite like she's what? What are they bilingual? Yeah. She's not quite bilingual yet. I need but that but she loves that language, all, all that. It's it's pretty crazy. So that was great. Defensively, they just gave Matt Ryan fits. They couldn't run the ball. They couldn't pass the ball. Uh, this it, is it the really most complete like, game I've I've seen out of the Browns. It looked in like, like three the Falcons had no game plan. No, it, or it, it definitely looked like they had no game plan. I mean, it was it was crazy to watch because like they had been playing really well. Which, right. by the way, makes me love the Falcons this week. But we'll we'll get to that. We'll, we'll get we'll to get that. to that later. We'll get to that. So so Cleveland, big ups on them. We do a top five, bottom five. Hey, they are they are totally out of my bottom five now. And uh, very, very excited for that. Um, good game. If I'm going to start in Cleveland with my team, I also have to go to my Patriots. And we got to talk about the Titans and the Pats game. Man, the Titans whipped the Pats at every level of the game. The first time since Brady's, what, first game that the Patriots have been beaten by 24 points? Oh, yeah. yeah. That's right. I mean, that's going back to, what, 2000? There are they have three losses this year. All came on the road. All came to teams with losing records, and all of them are double digit losses. Yeah. Now is this a like? Eh, we don't really have to prep for them. No. Or I, I, is it because like two of them have been former Belichick guys? Well, you can't call Vrabel's a Belichick like player. Well, that's okay. what I'm, that, but look, coming I, from like the coaching when you tree, say a guy, like I'm not okay. specifying. I'm just saying it's a Belichick guy. But it's rare like, that does, we even have this option because players in the NFL just don't become coaches. It's not yeah, basketball. It's, it's not. It's, it's not, not baseball. It it just doesn't happen very often. Um, well, that's why I'm like, does is is Bill I don't think taking has, it easy no, on him? Or God, no, no, he takes nothing easy on anybody. Um, I, I think. I mean, you got to admit it's weird. Well. I I can't I really can't explain it other than Tom looked this I would say this I can't speak for the first two games we're talking about this one Tom looked forty one years old oh he he most certainly did I mean he looked like an old man trying to play football you know it felt with weird. a bunch of young guys and that it felt that weird watching the Titans sad. um because they like so they they try Edelman throws a pass to Brady. And I mean, it picks up yards. He actually catches yeah, it and all that. He could have got the first down um, easy, but he's forty-one and his legs don't work. Yeah, it, he tripped all over himself and and whatever. Uh, and then the Titans come back later on and throw a pass to Mariota, and he like goes the very for like next twenty-five. Drive. Well, yeah, he like, threw it to a young, super athletic quarterback. Yeah, I know. Like, and that's it's, that's the difference. And then of course, Deion Lewis is talking trash after the game. It's like. Yo, you dudes are five and four. Let's not go I, crazy. I, I will here. tell you this: if somehow the 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 Pats end up that three seed or the four seed, and they play on Wild Card Sunday, and they get a rematch of the Titans, just be real careful talking all this noise. Okay, it's exactly what I'm saying. Yeah, and I mean, just be careful. Now they they whipped their butt. They earned the W. This is so something from the Titans that I took away from it. A, we've seen the Titans defense three or four times this year just shut people down. Just say, you're not going to score. 
They well, even in they, some of their losses. Yeah, yeah, even in some of the losses. No, they, the other thing, you're still not scoring. You're not coming in here, you're not scoring. Deion Lewis, not Deion Lewis. Deion Lewis had a great game, unbelievable game. Derrick Henry had a great game. Corey Davis is who I want to talk about. Oh, yeah. Is this the breakout game for Corey Davis? This is the best game he's had in his career, right? I still think the Eagles game was better. He made catches in this game. that I mean, Mariota overthrew him. It looked like he was throwing the ball away. And Corey Davis said, no, sir. And he jumped about three feet in the air. He stretched his arm out like another inch and a half and somehow pulled a ball down. And he did it yeah. multiple times. I mean, it, he's, he's finally becoming the number four overall player. In is number number five. Five. Is yeah, that number five drafted? overall draft five. pick. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, like I think it was about time for him to do something. It's you know? been a while. Like Titans the Titans fans have, have needed, been waiting. Yeah, they've needed a a not even like a good receiver, just a decent receiver that that Mariota can count on. If, if he can continue to play like this, he's great. I mean, he's elite level. He's got yeah. that type of skill. Can he do it week in and week? I don't know. All right, he should do it week in and week out. Will he? That's going to be the question. That's well. I mean, he's still a young player. We'll see. We'll see. All right. After that. I got a little note. The next three games that we're going to talk about, I just have WTF written right next to it. <laughs> okay. All right. First, we'll go to Washington, Tampa Bay. Okay. We'll, <laughs> we'll, start, on the, on we'll start on the Tampa Bay side. Tampa Bay had 509 yards. They went over 500 yards. Three points. How, do, how does that happen? Lots and lots of turnovers and missed field goals and I can't all that. I can't mathematically understand how that happens. Did the field become two hundred yards in this game? Uh, you would think so. The team that they played only scored sixteen, but they had two hundred forty nine, two hundred ninety four, something like that yards. Like that, right, that makes sense. Okay, you. You had almost three hundred yards. You, you had about three hundred yards. Yeah, that makes that's an like, NFL game. That's, that's how math works normally. You put five hundred yards up, you're scoring in the thirties. What was the man? I, I plugged my phone up over there. That's okay. Uh, I'm trying to because there were several like turnovers in the red zone. There was like one or two missed field goals. Like there was a, a turnover on downs. Dirk Cutter like, said before the game, "I took over play calling." Well, brother, I don't know that I'd tell a lot of people that. Yeah, I might have. I'd have made sure my boss thought the other guy was still calling plays. Yeah. But yeah. you know what I do like? He took personal accountability. He said, look, this is on me. I took play calling away from, in the NFL, what is known to be a pretty good offensive mind. And I said, we've got to be better. And I took it away from him. Now, you get 500 yards. Like, you're pretty team, good. And the other team scores 16 points. You think, man, they won that game. So I don't know that the play calling is fault. The other weird stat, and I've heard this about six different places, so everybody listening to this has, might have already heard this already. The Redskins have played nine games. They're six and three. There hasn't been a single lead change in any game. Whoever scores first takes the lead and leads it wire to wire. Yeah, it's really I don't and I don't know what that says about them. I don't know what that means. It's weird. I mean, they're better than the teams that they're better than, and the they're worse than the teams that they're worse than, and that's just oh, it. It's, it's This is the first time since 1991 that they have been in sole possession of the lead in the NFC East, like well, at this point in the season. We're, we're going to get to that. The next 
one of the next WTF teams we'll get to. Let's just go ahead and move on to that. Okay. The Eagles-Cowboys. Can we have an honest conversation about maybe Carson Wentz isn't really that good at football? I think him coming back from the injury. It doesn't look like it's a knee problem. He's uh, moving no, around no, it, fine. Yeah, but I think he's like it. So these things are always mental, right? Like after you. I don't know. That I agree with that, but okay. Okay, so from what I've been told, it is a mental issue. All right. Right? Like you don't throw the way that you used to. You're always scared of being hurt. Like you can run around and all that, but, but your mechanics are different. Whoop. And he does look different. But I don't think it's so much him as that defense is not nearly as good as it was. And, you know, at least it, like the numbers may but, tell different. But there, there's only one really good defense in the NFL right now anyway. That's well, Chicago. Who? I mean, Chicago's good. No, they're, they're the only good defense in the NFL. The, the Steelers would beg to differ right now. No, they've played a bunch of garbage teams that don't play offense. I mean, okay, we can talk trash about the Ravens now, but at the time... Offensively, the Ravens are not good. Yeah. Panthers... Panthers offensively are not good. They got one great guy, and he's easy. When you're one-dimensional okay. in the NFL, you get shut down. Okay. Congratulations. They shut down the, the, uh, the Falcons. Suck. They held the, the Falcons to so 300 did, yards. So did Cleveland. That's Cleveland average has given up like 30-something points a game. I'm just saying. So like I, I'm throwing I, them out there. I think I think there's. I think the Vikings think they're good. They're not good. They're not good. No, they don't the, scare anybody. We all thought the Rams were going to be good at defense. They're not good at – they don't scare anybody. The Jags, we'll get to them. Um, <laughs> and 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 so I just don't – so I think the Eagles are actually pretty good defensively. I don't think there's anything wrong with them defensively. No, they're, no. There's they're not elite like, like they were last year. At some point in time, you got to be able to score. Yeah. They haven't scored. I mean, they've, they've scored over 20 points a game. We were trying to give Carson Wentz the MVP last year before he went down. Well, that's before he went down. I, what, I think it's the same thing with Derek Carr. What did I say last year the second the Super Bowl ended? What did I say? Uh, you would keep Nick Foles and trade Carson I would Wentz. trade Carson Wentz yeah. because you could have gotten two, maybe three first-round picks for Carson Wentz the Ooh. second the Super Bowl in it ended. What do you think you'd get for him now? You Maybe, maybe, a, maybe get a one. Maybe, maybe a one, maybe probably more likely a two or three. Maybe a two and a three for the next year, something yeah. like that. He's at his highest value. Not that Foles is the the world beater either, but maybe not. Look, Foles didn't look a whole lot different than Wentz looks right now when he had the team for the first couple of weeks. You're right. You're right. And they just had a hell of a game plan against the Patriots. All right. Last WTF game. (laughs) The Bills and the Jets. Now, you kind of called this one. No, I definitely called, I think, the – well, okay. Don't give me too much credit, all right? No one in the world thought the Bills would score 41 points. No, no, no. You, you, but I you definitely not thought that. the Jets are just as big of a dumpster fire as the Bills and should not have been a 7.5-point favorite when I took the Bills. It got up to 8.5 by game day. I don't understand who the hell thought the Jets were going to beat anybody that bad. Well, well, I'll say this because people thought that the Jets' defense – was going to score. If you look at it, like Buffalo's I, defense, I thought Buffalo's defense was going to score also. And guess what? They did. Yeah, Buffalo's defense is good because remember the Jets have blown out some teams. We talked about that last week. Like they they blew out Denver. They blew out the Lions. They blew out that you week. Know. That week one game against the Lions, I'm throwing away. Oh well, absolutely, absolutely. I'm but it away. but still, it still happened, and people still look at it right. Um, so yeah, I mean, I can understand where people were coming from. The Jets are at home. You know, the Bills have been 
disgustingly bad. <laughs> like you're awful. right, but so have the Jets. But uh, but here's the difference though: is the Bills were bringing in a quarterback off the freaking couch you're, you're, for the second time this year. Yeah, for the second time this year, they're and starting the, somebody who was not in the NFL at all before the season started or last year. Yeah, and and by the way. They did that the first time, and they scored six points. That's right. That's right. And well, the Jets are supposed to have a good how? How crazy is it? I mean, Matt Barkley looked good. I mean, he, he looked, looked really good. I he mean, looked, he looked pretty. He looked like a starting NFL quarterback. Matt, but Matt is that Barkley, like the Nick Mullins thing, or is that like you know? No, no. Do not besmirch the good name of Nick Mullins. We will. We will get to Nicholas <laughs> Mullins. We we will get there. We will get there. So those okay. are. I just those are games that I. I kind of okay. I called the Bills. I thought the Bills would win that game, and and I called that. I didn't call forty-one point beatdown of the Jets. Well, fourteen of those points were defense. Uh, all right. So now you. I don't know. I'm, I'm bad at math. Take away say uh, twenty-eight say from two, 41. two field goals and three touchdowns. So anyway, twenty-seven. Um. So let's move on. We'll get to the Jacksonville. I, I didn't have them in the WTF category. This was a first game in uh, Blake Bortles' career. We had what, like three passing touchdowns. This is something and no interceptions. This is something I found weird. The Jags have been this this defensive monster. They're a rough, tough team. Tom Coughlin teams are always tough. One thing I like in the NFL is tough football. Okay, okay. you don't have a lot of soft teams. The Jags just got pushed around and bullied by the Colts, who I think historically. For the past, I don't know, fifteen decade, years, fifteen yeah. years, have been one of the softest teams. Very in finesse, the NFL. very yeah, very yeah. much speed, precision. We're going to beat you with schemes, but nobody's going to bully you around. I'm going to tell you this: Frank Reich has changed that offensive well, line no, quite not, a bit. No, no, the offensive line. The dude from from uh, Notre Dame. Oh, uh, uh, McGlinchey, or whatever his name that is. His last name. Thought something it was something like easier to say. I nah. just forgot it. I, that's sorry on me. Either way. That guy bullied this defensive line. around. Like, he threw oh, yeah. those guys down. I mean, he pancaked everybody all day yeah. long. And and it's it's shameful. They need they need to just, just stop pretending they're a good defense and they're going to try to be safe on offense. Because yeah. they're not a good defense. They're, they're not even close to being a good defense. What are they now? They're three and six? Yep. Whew. And 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 they it's a look, far cry from AFC Championship. They are level. bullying nobody. No, nah. no, they are they are no nah, longer. The Jags are uh, no longer bullying anybody. Ugly. But the next two games, we, we've got a really weird uh, uh, division race, though. I mean, you, you, it, in the AFC South, you've got the Texans with six wins. They're six and three. Titans are five and four. Colts the are Colts five are and four. four and Colts are five and four. I'm no, 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 they're four and five. I thought them and the Titans had the same. No, the, the Colts and the Jags were both three and five. Well, I know they play each other this week. Oh yeah, yeah. So it's I mean they they could end up with the same record. Yeah. But we'll see. But yeah, it's, it's six wins, five wins, four wins, three wins. It's pretty awesome. That, that's, <laughs> it's a very right. cut and dry like top very, to bottom. Very weird. <laughs> the next two games I lumped together because I think these two games were were just I got the Saints, Bengals and Steelers Panthers games. One team just boat raced. Yeah. Just annihilated <laughs> the other team from start to finish and it wasn't close. So let's talk about the Steelers, your Steelers and the Panthers. In this game, I don't think the Panthers are a bad team. No, I, no, they they I think they quit. I think the Steelers yeah, they scored ran into a three, 
touchdowns in less than three minutes, and they were like, I'm out. Done. Like, this is obviously how this night's going to go. I ain't it's, worried about it. It's Thursday. I'll see you guys Monday. Yeah. I'm, I'm taking it to the house. I, I don't know that I take too much away from the, the Panthers just, like, I'm not judging the Panthers in such a negative light from this butt-whipping. No, I mean, sometimes this stuff happens. And and I'm not going to beat up the, the Bengals either because I think the Saints are the best team in football. But well, and, and the man, Bengals didn't have A.J. Green. This was a spot where I thought the Saints have been rolling. In the NFL, you just don't run off seven, eight, nine wins in a row like the Saints have. I think if they're going to get caught, they're going to get caught this week against a tough, physically tough-minded Bengals team. Uh, Yeah, I was wrong. They did not. Alvin Kamara is the best the, running back in football. Drew Brees is the best quarterback playing right now. Oh, yeah. And and this team is taking no prisoners at all. Did you see that the Bengals hired uh, God hired your boy Hugh? Hugh Jackson, baby. The assistant. Let's go. Special assistant to the head coach. To the regional manager. Like, what assistant. in the hell is going on in, in Cincinnati? The Dwight Schrute means See, the Cincy owners have just made me so The Cincinnati owners, this is what happens when you leave a coach in too long. And you know what he's going to do this week, what his his special role is? An offensive-minded, quote-unquote genius that couldn't get Cleveland's offense to average 13 points a game, he's going to help the defense. (laughs) Of course he is. He's going to help the defense. (laughs) Man, that's uh, a pretty – Pretty spectacular, Huey. Anyway. Well, I mean, he, he may get to play against uh, Lamar Jackson, so that's, you know. We, we'll see how we'll that see. goes. All right, next game up. The best game of the weekend, in my opinion. I got the Rams-Seahawks. I thought this was, oh, was a, a really yeah. fun game. That was a fantastic I game. I hated to see Cooper Cup go down for the year because he's a pretty he's special fantastic. player. Yeah. That offense rolls. He's probably the fourth or fifth cog in that offense, so I don't know that it slows him down too much. But this was an awesome game. Fourth or fifth? I mean, who? Well, I mean, you got Gurley that's better, more important than him. I do think Brandon Cooks Cooks more important than him. Uh, I think um, what's his name? Robert Robert uh, Woods is more important than him. So I would say he's probably fourth. Probably fourth. And I might be wrong. There might be people that think he's more important than Woods, but I don't. Irrelevant. He's out now. Um, I'm surprised by Seattle. Seattle has played remarkably better than I thought they would this season. You know, I I'm the same way. You remember, I thought they would go eight and eight, and well, I I, and they're still kind of on pace for eight and eight. Like, what are they now? Five and four? No, they might be. I, I think they're know. I think they're five and four right now. Um, but like four and five. Okay, so four. Either way, looking either way. looking around eight and eight, they play at the Packers this weekend. Right. Uh, offense looks good. Defense obviously is having trouble with with some teams, uh, but the defense has looked a lot better. Like. Griffin's pretty good. Like, obviously, you're not going to be able to stop the Rams. Like, it, most most teams don't get to stop the Rams. I know um, it sounds weird. Holding, holding the Rams to 36 is not – I mean, that's not too no, shabby. It's not, no, it's not terrible. Maybe putting 40 burgers up on people. Well, and, and the Rams' defense has just – Oh, that's what's shocking to me. Yeah. Seattle well, scored 30 – this is an offense that I did not respect at all. I love Russell Wilson. And the running game unbelievable. looks outstanding. Standing right now. I came into the NFL this year, this season, thinking this offensive line is going to be garbage and they're not going to be able to run the football. And they got chaos at the running back. Just totally missed the boat wrong. Brian Schottenhammer is saying, we're going to run the football. And damn it, they're running the football. I, it's So you remember Schottenheimer was the coach that 
more or less got Mark Rick fired from Georgia. Um, and then Pete Carroll picks him up, and, like, it works. And I don't know. Well, but it really hadn't worked the last couple of years. This year? This year it's working. I, I, uh, I, can't, I can't figure it out. I think They're Pete Carroll is, is smarter than we give him credit for. No, I, I mean, I think he gets a lot of credit for being one of the top coaches in the NFL. I don't know. Yeah, but, I mean, how often have you heard him over the last couple of years, though? I mean, it's a, he's, he's also done some pretty dumb things. To, oh, he to definitely kind of, has. To hurt his own legacy and credibility. He definitely has. The Rams defense, it's a legit problem. Yes. Like, like we looked uh, at the Other top, teams have caught up to them. Before the season, I guess before this week and the Patriots got pasted, we, we saw there was a top, there was a clear top four. But all four of those teams had the same problem. They all couldn't stop anybody, but they'd score a bunch. Yeah. I I wonder, is that going to become a problem? And I'm actually really curious to watch the game, the Monday night game between them and, and, and the Chiefs. It's the highest uh, total on a game in NFL history. And I don't think it's big enough. I think both. I don't think te- it is if, if both these teams don't hit 40, I'm going to be disappointed. That's – I mean, this, I, I just this think that's This will be a real. complete replay of – Chiefs, Patriots. Yeah, I last think. last team with ball wins. Yeah, I mean that's just that's just the way it's going to be. Maybe one or two punts. If I told you the over under and punts were two and a half, would you take the over or, or stay under? I mean that's lots uh, very little in the NFL. I'd probably go under. That's that's really small in the NFL. Oh yeah. Well, I tell you this, like I I I was debating taking the under when the game was in Mexico City. Because the elevation there is like 7,000 feet. It's like even higher than mile high. And teams have reason. I remember both sides of the ball scoring even more. No, I think because my, um, like the Rams have both gone to Denver and had. So that's just part of it. Mean, I understand that's just part of it. But, like, <clears throat> I, I was thinking about taking the under because you can get winded easily. I mean, and I think that means the secondary guys can get winded just as easy. Dudes end up. All I'm doing is. Okay. <laughs> like, well, yeah. the fact that this game is in now, like, they ought to be putting up 50 burgers on each other right now. I, think I should. So. Yeah. I'm excited. Very we'll run the ball. We keep the we can stop. Which give an inch to, are they balls to the wall? I think both. Like good tell. So we'll just get yeah. a couple points here. Bears lines not a lot to take. Trubisky looked good against a bad I, team. So tell me, good? I think he's good. I think he's great. I think every he's time good. that I have like sat down, I saw other games and you just box like, dang man. I know. <laughs> I, I know bad. Teams haven't done that. I mean, played a really bad team weekend. They didn't beat the hell out of it. Is really, it is. Everybody that needs to worry. Fence that yeah. you got. We got to go care here. Yeah. Because I can body out here. Yeah. He is modeling. He plays Monday night. Game out. I know he lost. <laughs> I think he looked really good. NFL top five, bottom five after week 10. Winning Cures Everything brought to you by Tunica, Mississippi, the South's premier sports gambling destination. They got six awesome sports books down there. You can go check out more information on all of them over at tunicatravel.com. Let's jump in. We're doing 32 through 28, which is the sad bunch. And then one through five, which is the glad bunch. Let's uh, let's do the sad bunch first. Come on, number thirty-two. I think we are remaining uniform on this one. We should. It it took you a while to get there, but you saw the light. The Raiders. The Oakland Raiders. The Oakland Raiders are absolutely effing terrible. It's not getting any better. They've got veterans that just want to quit. 
that do not the, want to play. I got to get the F out of here <laughs> was, was a quote. And then shortly after that, Ooh. immediately. Uh, and now the owner is taking up for, for John Gruden. Do you see that? He said, this is on me. You know, it's it's my fault that we're not doing better. It's like, well, yeah, you hired him. Like, and it, I, honestly, I don't even think that it's necessarily all Gruden. I think he might have a plan. God, I would hope so. Because if this is like just what happens, like a decade, geez. a decade of this. Whew. Jordy Nelson retires almost immediately after the game. I, I, it's it's not looking good for him. Not in the slightest. So we so both got Raiders. We got little, I'm curious what 31 looks like for you. I I have I've I've changed my bottom five more than anybody else. Well, yeah, because you are in love with the guy that I got at number 31. Well, probably not anymore. I got the 49ers at 31. Oh. When you lose twice to the Cardinals oh. and then once yeah. to the Giants, two of those games being at home. This is this is where we have gotten in arguments. Yeah. Because I have the Cardinals 31, and you're right. They have beaten the 49ers twice, and they probably should be above them. Yeah. Yeah, they absolutely should. And the Cardinals are terrible. If Nick Mullins was quarterback in those games against the Cardinals, they win those games. Flat out, end of story, no question. Eh, I mean, no okay, question. Okay. Like I it, stand by my statement. I mean, that's a, look, we could say that, but we never saw it. So you got to go by what you see, right? Isn't that what you tell me? <laughs> You're right. You're so right. what I have seen is this Cardinals team, who is a, a trash fire in and of themselves, beating a Cardinals or beating a 49ers team. Okay. At home and on the road. So we've got so we've got all right, I'm with you. 49ers, but I will say this, that 31. that 49ers game like in San Francisco against the Cardinals, they had over 500 yards of offense like but they had what, four turnovers, five yeah, turnovers? Yeah, just wasn't good. Like it was, you know, it, it crap happens. That's right. Crap happens. So you got 30. 30 is the Cardinals. Okay, so I'm I'm all right. We're we're there. We're on the same page. Well, who who did you have 31? Well, thirty-one. I had the Cardinals. Well, oh, I'll, you okay? Okay, sorry. I'll flip sorry, flop sorry. them. I'll get. I, you, you're right. The team that won the game twice has got to be right. So you're <laughs> like, right. We're, they, they didn't even flip them. We're like, Forty Niners. <laughs> yeah, we didn't, we didn't even home and home situation. This is both of them. Took oh them. Lord, twenty-nine. So I will say this: like, the, at least the Forty ers have had a shot. Like, they've played all the bad teams. Like, I <laughs> and mean, they, they played them close twice against the Cardinals, once against the Giants, once against the Raiders. So they beat the Raiders, lost to the Giants, and then the, lost twice to the Cardinals. All the easy wins are out. Yeah, they, those They're are done. done. They're done. Well, I mean, unless the Bucks come to town, do, but do they get the Jets. That, we'll see. I don't we'll know. see. Uh, let's 29. see. Twenty nine. Twenty nine. I've got the Giants at number twenty nine. I I know they got a win. I still got the Giants down here too. Okay, so we're we're pretty similar Man, now. Twenty eight, I think, is where we're going to be different. I I don't know how we're different, but go ahead. I got the Tampa Bay Bucks. I, see, I I they I'm not saying they're good, but how you don't have the Jets here? It now I just well because don't like understand. they they didn't have Darnold, and I understand that even with Darnold, they they aren't world beaters, but I think that they're better than the Bucks. This Bucks team is bad, man, and it's. They it got a couple a, of big wins on their on their belt that that Jets yeah, do not have got, close. They have three wins. Okay, two of them in the first two weeks of the season. All right, I understand they're the only what, team. So that what beat are the, the Saints. Jet, what are the Jets wins? One at the first, beginning of the season, and it was against a bad team. The others against the best team in football. I'm, I'm thinking. My thinking here is that the Bucks are just done. 
So I heard I heard a thought on the Bucks as to now I don't think Jameis Winston should be playing because I don't think he's good enough at football. But with all of the turnovers, like how they didn't go back to Jameis, Jameis, if he gets hurt this season, is guaranteed twenty million dollars next year. Yep. And and they won't play him again. Yeah, the we're on campfires. He's he will not touch the field again. That's coming from the owner that does not want to pay twenty million dollars because they can let him walk for less. Yeah. But if he gets hurt, he's owed the full boat. Yeah, so they've already decided they don't want to keep him. So what do they do? Because you can't keep throwing Fitzpatrick out there, right? I mean, you just Yes, can't. you can. Absolutely. Nate Peterman's available. It's <laughs> They'd all be about the same right now, oh, really. Great. I just need Nate Peterman back. Nate Peterman life. to throw for 500 yards in this offense. And they still and score six three. interceptions And they score three touchdowns. And yeah. they score three points. Yeah. They score three points. That's That's what I'm saying. God, right, so you got what the Jets? I got the Jets here, they, and and Ooh. I think you're wrong on them. <laughs> they, I think the Jets have a better running game. You can't say that with all honesty. They don't have a better anything. Yeah. No. They got a better defense. No, they don't. Yes, they do. They gave up 41 points to the Bills. I understand that, but I'm telling you, just overall, as we spent as too much time on this. Talent goes top five. Yeah, we did. We're going <laughs> to be really close to the same. I think you're surprised. If you, I don't know, hope, I don't know, man. We're gonna be, we're gonna be closer than you think. Okay, all right. Well, it, it, let's start off with number one. Well, number one, the Saints. Nolan Saints. Number two, Los Angeles Rams. I got the Rams still. Chiefs number three. Chiefs number three. I got the Steelers at four. I got the Steelers at four. Really? I, I told you we were gonna be close. I'm not a dummy. I watch this stuff. <laughs> look now. I'm, I'm not look, a dummy. I, 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 look. Okay. I know I don't like them. But you, but you like can at least respect them. But I, okay. I can't. I can't. I can't. Absolve what I've seen. Uh, number five. You you can't be too dumb. Don't be dumb. I'm not being. I don't th- look. Okay. Los Angeles Chargers. Yeah, you can't do that. Why can I not put the Chargers? The up Patriots there? are still better than them. I mm, Patriots are still better mm. than them. I don't know, man. You, you you live in the moment more than anyone else. In NFL, this how is, is why this in the moment? This Chargers team has been good all year. They They're only good. They look like crap, and they still win games really well. But they look like crap. <sighs> did you watch that Chargers game? Because I did. Because I had a lot of money on them. They looked like crap. Yeah, and they covered. They covered. No, they, they did what they're supposed to do. And I love the Chargers. I had them going to. Isn't the Isn't that Bowl. what you're supposed to do? Like you're supposed yeah. to do what you're supposed to do. But if if the why if exert the Patri- too much energy against a crap team like the Raiders? You can't overreact. The Patriots are still a top five team in the NFL. I could uh, look they it, for right now. Are a top five for right now because of what you saw Sunday. You, that's all you Sunday, see. Sunday, I saw them got their ass Because I'm going to tell you by, this. When they played the Chiefs, the they got that W. Yeah, no, they did. Against the number three team in all of football. But I've also seen them lose to the Lions and the Titans. And okay. who else did they lose to? And the Jags. And the Jets. Hey, hey, hey. You know. Hey, look, this will – obviously, this is a, a very volatile list. If It will if be they changing were, If weekly. they were playing tomorrow – in L.A., Patriots still win. Patriots still cover. I don't think so. Nah, we just disagree. That we can disagree. That's fine. I'm used to disagreeing with you, man. <laughs> That's what we do. And sometimes I'm right. Sometimes. Sometimes I'm wrong. Yeah. But sometimes I'm right, and it's okay. All right. Recap number thirty-two through twenty-eight. I got the Raiders at dead 
freaking last. We're exactly the same all the way up to 28. All so, right, so we okay, Cardinals, we got the same thing. Raiders, 49ers, Cardinals, Giants, Giants, and then 28. I've got the Bucks, and you got the Jets. I got the Jets. The GD Jets. Number five, I've got the Chargers. You got the Pats. And then four through one, we got the exact same thing. Number four, the Steelers. Three Chiefs. Two Rams. One, the Nolan Saints. That is going to wrap up our NFL top five and bottom five. <laughs> NFL Week 11 previews brought to you by Tunica, Mississippi, the South's premier sports gambling destination. They got six wonderful, incredible, awesome sports books. They got the, the Fitz Casino, Sam's Town, Hollywood, Horseshoe, First Jackpot, and Gold Strike Casino. Man. You notice how I tossed them all around in that? Nailed it. Still nailed it. Still nailed it. You can find more information over TunicaTravel.com. They got everything you need to know about the sports books down in Tunica, Mississippi. So go check them out. Go check us out. WinningCuresEverything.com. If you're watching on YouTube, hit that little subscribe button. You'll figure out exactly when we're posting videos. We do a whole bunch of them every week. We're talking football all the time. So let's uh, let's jump in. We're not going to Mexico City anymore. We're not. We're going to Los Angeles. We're going to Los Angeles now. Uh, and I have not gotten to read a whole lot about this, but like the Chiefs and Rams, now they the NFL makes teams reserve their home stadium for the date of the game just in case something like this happens. Did you hear why the game is not being played in Mexico City? Well, the field, right? Well, it's it's the field, but do you know what happened to the field? Well, they had a concert there. Do you know who the concert was? No. Shakira. That's probably a pretty great concert, <laughs> by the way. I, I, I like I, Shakira. I don't man. know that. Yeah, I don't know that. <laughs> I would say if who? it wasn't the Chiefs and the Rams, I'd say I might rather take the the Shakira concert over the game. Yeah, but it's the Chiefs and the Rams, and but this it's is the a Chiefs huge and the Rams, deal. and I'm going to this. Whoo, man! But yeah, Shakira, man, uh, you you seen her do the belly dancing thing? Nah, She's like, shaking. I've, the... I've seen her shake more than I probably should. Wow. She's fire. That's a that's a beautiful woman. Beautiful woman. Chiefs against the Rams in L.A. Rams minus two and a half. The over-under is the biggest over-under in the history of, is it Monday Night Football or just the NFL period? Uh, I, I would bet the NFL. All right. So we, you know I what? might be wrong. You know what? It's that. our show. We can say whatever the hell we want to. This is the biggest over-under in NFL history. We've been wrong plenty 63. <laughs> <laughs> 63 and a half points. 70-something percent of statistics are all made up in the spot. Exactly. 65. Monday, 7.15 p.m. It's on ESPN. These are two high-powered offenses. Two low-powered defenses at the moment. Correct. A lot of big names on both defenses. A lot of star a lot, power. A lot of big names on coaching staff. Well, yeah, no. I mean, this, this is, is a pretty big deal. Like Andy Reid against Sean McVay. You got Wade Phillips over there doing his thing, which he's supposed to be better than he is right now. But, you know, whatever. It's, it's fine. Uh, he's got time to, to fix this. You got Pat Mahomes. You got Jared Goff, two of the brightest young stars in the NFL. You got uh, uh, Hill. You got uh, uh, Gurley. I mean, you got all kind of different dudes. You do not have Cooper Cup. Do not have Cooper Cup out for the year. Does that make a difference in this game? No, I don't think that will be the reason – if the Rams don't win, it won't be because they didn't have Cup to make one big play. I think they've got enough big play stars on this Rams team to just do do just fine against the Chiefs. Is this in your game of picks? It is not. 
Yeah, I'm staying away from it. Too. <laughs> I'm going to. I will. I will have money. I will be one of the dummies betting the over. Yeah, I'm yeah. just. I'm just gonna do it. That's. It, but I, I'll do that probably closer to game time. Like it because no, this think it's going up. It's. I, I feel like you and I do the same thing. I think like, it's going up. We I'm say that we're now. staying away from a game, and then we sit down to watch it, and like right before it kicks off, it's like. No, I'm okay. not. No, no. When I tell you, I'm not taking a side. I'm not taking a side. I'm okay. Just, unless this line moved drastically, I'm not taking a side. Okay, okay. Uh, right now it's minus two and a half for the Rams. If it got to, does two and a half seem like a lot, or is it fine no, because I, it's in I, La, it like care less. I, it's I, in LA. In LA doesn't change anything either. Um, if this guy game got to where I could I could tease one side being more than a favorite dog, uh, more than yeah, more than sorry, a touchdown dog that didn't make any sense. Favorite dog. <laughs> um, <laughs> Then, then I would take the I would tease it with another game and take the dog, or I just tease it with the over. Okay, that makes sense. Um, I will say this: the Chiefs were what eight and one against the spread until last week, and I mean they were like a seventeen point favorite over the Cardinals. They had to get big. They, they just did what they had to do to get through the week. Didn't care about blowing them out or anything, so it it worked out okay. Uh, so they're eight and two against the spread. The Rams are what like four and. Five against yeah, the spread. They, I mean, they've kind of, but just, they've had some huge numbers. Let's say, yeah, they've had some big spreads. Now that it's two and a half, it's like, eh, who knows? Uh, I will probably roll with the Chiefs on this. Like, it's not, it, it's not my gambling picks, nothing like that. But you know, I'm kind of like you as far as eh, if they look kind of equal. Give me the probably going to go with the dog. Yeah, you know, I'll probably take Chiefs money line. You get you get positive odds in a coin flip. Yeah, and I'm good with that. Because if Mahomes gets the ball last, that would yeah, I'll that would pretty good. Because I really do believe the team that gets the ball last is going to win this game. Yeah, I do agree with that. Let's uh, let's move on from that. Game number two is not quite as good as the oh, first game, game, but it's still it's a, a good game. Really, like any other week, this would have been game number one. Okay, I'm, I'll give you that. Vikings at the Bears. Bears two and a half point favorites now. By the way, the lines are coming to you from. I don't know where I put it. Oh, it's lost in the sea of... It's lost in the sea of papers. Uh, They're coming from first... The, no first one can read that anyway. So just, just well, yeah, you're hold, right. up, hold up anything and say this is where the lines are. <laughs> the lines are from first, first jackpot. jackpot. did give us the lines, Yes, though. down in Tunica, Mississippi. We're not making that up. They are a William Hill property. Um, so, yeah, currently, uh, as of today, the sheet says the Bears are a two-and-a-half-point favorite. Over-under is 45-and-a-half. Sunday, 7.20 p.m., NBC, Sunday Night Football at Soldier Field. I wish there was a game going on when I'm going to Chicago in December. There's not. They're going to be in San Francisco. But either way. You used to watch the game there, which is a lot of fun, by the way. You can watch the game at Soldier Field? No, like in Chicago (laughs) at a sports bar. Oh, yeah. You get to, like, we don't have that luxury being in Memphis and not having, like, a real home team. That's that's true. To, like, go to a sports bar in an NFL town and say, I'm going to take this in. (laughs) The hometown team for Memphis is is the Pittsburgh Steelers or the Cowboys, depending on what side of town you're on. It's ridiculous. Ridiculous. Uh, All right, so the Bears' defense, pretty good. Uh, they this will easily be the best team that they have beaten all year if they beat the Vikings. Oh, if they can beat the Vikings, we have they, to take they've them. beaten what the Cardinals, the Jets, the Bucks, the Forty uh, uh, Nine. No, they hadn't done the Forty Nine ers yet. The, um, I'll tell you this: if they beat the if they beat the Vikings, we got to take them serious. 
Oh yeah, I mean they they're not. But their six wins are oh, oh the Lions they they beat the crap yeah. out of the Lions they beat the Seahawks Seahawks were the best team they played, and the Seahawks the are still team. a losing team. They have not beaten a team with a, an above five hundred record as of yet, and the Vikings are five and three. So yeah, I mean that we'll see. Like I, I feel like they're for real. That defense definitely looks for real, but uh, it's tough to get. Get that Vikings team out of I'm your head. I'm excited about this game. I have no feel for it whatsoever. Um, I think it could be close. The line's a little low. I, I, thought. Uh, that, I don't know that it's low at all. I, I would be scared. It wouldn't surprise me if the Vikings blow them out. It wouldn't surprise me if the Bears blow the Vikings. I mean, nothing would shock me in this game. I like both of these teams a lot, so it's hard for me to kind of gauge it. Yeah, I can. Yeah, I'm with you on that because um, I'm kind of in the same boat. This isn't my gambling picks, though. So I will, I will forward you over to the Gambling Picks video. Interesting. Texans minus three at the Redskins. Over-unders 42 and a half. Sunday, 12 p.m. CBS at FedEx Field. <sighs> Inland over Maryland. How do you feel about this one? Before the season, this looked kind of like a kind of matchup. Yeah, I thought this like, like Leaf Town match. Yeah. Coach gets fired match, and now yeah. they're both. And now they're, they're both leading their division. They're, they're leading their division by like two games and a sixteen game schedule, which yep. is a massive lead. Uh, <laughs> and and both of them are six and three. Like I I don't think the Redskins have looked good at all. At all in like three or four weeks. Houston's looked pretty good, but I feel like every win they get, the other team is just giving it to them. And I don't think that the Redskins do. At that. least the Redskins have taken some wins. They've they've fought for them. Yeah, I mean that, we I mean, literally hear team. Bill O'Brien run off the field laughing at the other coach for screwing up so he can get the win. This has happened three or four times this season. It is bananas. I I like it's. I just don't. It's get, happened in almost every like in five of their six wins. I know, which. Makes me wonder why the Texans are a three-point favorite. It's a very questionable line, especially the, on the road. The line, the line stinks unless unless people are just going to buy into Deshaun Watson and and Hopkins and, and uh, they're Demarius coming, Thomas. They're coming off a of bye week. They got Demarius Thomas, and, and the, you know what? It might be right. I mean, the Texans might go in there and just whip their butt. It's possible, but. I don't know. I don't know. We'll this, see. It, it's in my gambling picks. Is it, oh, God. Is it in yours? Yes, it's in my gambling picks, too. Which means that we might need to figure this out before you, we do You bastard. <laughs> no, I'm not changing my NFL picks. Okay. I don't okay. have enough of them. Well, you've done pretty good on those, so yeah. if I if I match up with you, I feel like we're okay. Uh, yeah, we both hit the Chargers last week. I'm not matching you in college anymore. That's totally fine. We'll get to that later. <laughs> Game number four. <laughs> the Packers at the Seahawks. This is a Thursday night game. I think this game. All three of the primetime games, by are the way, this pretty, week, are pretty good. Not, not pretty good. I think they're all – like, this is one where the NFL primetime schedule guys are like, we did a good job. Yeah, it's like we, we've we sucked did, every other week, but this is We did a really right. good job, all three games. I think it's going to be a fun game. Oh, I think it is, too. It's every, a lot of offense. Every Seattle game that I've watched this year has – I haven't watched all of them. Uh, they've never lost by more than, like, but, what did they lose by all, Sunday, five? Yeah, all of, like, all of the Seattle games have been fun this year. 
Yes. All of them. 100%, because they all come down to the wire. And the Packers That's what Russell will, Wilson does. And the Packers will make this fun also. Oh, yeah. I mean, oh, Aaron Rodgers, yeah, that, this game will be great. The uh, the over-under is 49.5. It's Thursday, 7.20 p.m. on Fox. It's in Seattle. Russell Wilson's fun, man. Like He's he's, he's really good. And they, they have had a tough schedule to start out this season. Not just a tough schedule. I don't know that there's a lot of offensive talent on this team. Like, I didn't think Seattle was going to be good this year because I don't believe in Lockett. I don't believe in Bolden. They have no tight end to speak of. They have four different running backs, and nobody knows any of them's name, and I don't know which one's good. I don't know that any of them are good. And we and we didn't think that the offensive line was all No, and good. I didn't think the offensive line was going to be good at all. And, and now all those like, – it's, it's like the Island of Misfit Toys and Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. That's right. And, they're they, doing, and they just kind of work they're together. They're doing great. Brian Schottenheimer's your offensive coordinator. I mean – the yeah. king of the island of misfit toys. The the king of getting Mark Richt fired at Georgia. What's up? I think Rick did that to himself. Well, that's kind of weird. Way off topic, by the way. Way off topic. It's twice too. Uh, I read an article today. This is this. Oh, I, I was not expecting. You know, this is not going to be. It, it, this isn't an NFL Do thing. We're going to bring want. it up. Do uh, it's your show. They uh, they said that Mark Rick does not accept transfers at Miami. Okay. Is that weird? No, I don't think that's weird at all. How many coaches do you know of that don't accept transfers? He doesn't like – he's consistent. Your, yes. your boy, who's not consistent, who if one of his kids want to transfer, gets up on a podium in front of 100,000 people and calls him a quitter, but then will take any other transfer that wants to come to him. At least he's consistent, but nobody would ever compare the moral fortitude of Nick Saban and Mark Rick. Like, like, that's just not – there's nothing you can use to measure that, the difference that they are. No, you're right. So, I don't think that's weird at all. I just thought it was strange. I I, I have not heard of a I would college accept, coach that would I not would accept, accept transfers. Transfer. But if but if if I was going to be strong on I, – I think kids should honor their commitments, then you gotta you got to be strong with it both ways. That okay. door has to swing both ways. Okay. I can't call my kids quitters. And take other people's quitters and say I want them on my team. That's a good point. Good point. All right, off of that, back that back to NFL. Uh, you you leaning one way or the other on the Seahawks? Seahawks Packers? Yeah, it's in my gambling picks. All right, we will leave that one alone then. Uh, Cowboys at the Falcons. Falcons minus three. Over under is forty eight. Sunday noon, Fox at Mercedes Benz Stadium in Atlanta. I'm a bet this one's in your game of picks. Well, yeah. It's in mine, too. What have I done all year? I know. It didn't, I know. It didn't work every week. It didn't work last week. I lost it, money. Yeah, it didn't work last week. But it's um, okay. And this is more of a – this is that loser-leave-town kind of matchup. Like, no, I, neither one of the no coaches, chance. I think, are going to get fired no, because of this game. No chance. But I think the loser of this game misses the playoffs. I don't think the Cowboys have a snowball's chance in hell of making. I don't think either one of these teams have a chance of making the playoffs. The Are winner of this game, right the winner of this game, gets back to five and five. Okay, that's not going to make it in the NFC, man. That's not going to make it. I think nine and seven will probably make. No, it No, sir. NFC. No, sir. What, what are you looking at? Well, the, the Vikings NFC? and 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 the Bears. One of those teams going to win the division. The other one's going to take a wild card spot, and they're going to be better than both of these teams. I assure you. I mean, you the Vikings that. have a tie. So oh, like they're still gonna have nine wins. Well, they're five, three, and one. So right their now. nine win team is gonna be a whole lot better than a nine and seven team. Well, the Vikings still have to play the Packers. They got to play the Bears twice, okay. right? So, 
anyway, one of I think one of those teams is getting a wild card spot, and then okay. <laughs> See, like what the, the Seahawks? Oh uh, no, the Panthers, man! Don't 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 squash out the Panthers. They've got three losses, dude. They got. Is it three or is yeah, it? Yeah, they. Uh, only, I thought they only had two losses going into the Steelers game. Maybe they do. Maybe they do. And the Steelers only have two losses, right? Oh, Steel- we're not talking about the AFC. No, no, no. I was I was trying to think because it was a matchup of two two loss teams. Yeah, they're, they're still six and three. So yeah, no. Okay. This team is not beating the Panthers, the Falcons, or the Cowboys. Neither one of these teams are making the playoffs, Gary. I well, I tell you this: the loser has way less of a chance than the than the winner, well, which okay. is why I put it in here. All right. Uh, let's talk about some honorable mention games. Roll this thing out. Titans at the Colts. Colts. See, this game is better than the other game. Colts two and a half point favorite. Feel like that's all right. I mean, it's yeah, it might be better. And and I think one of these teams can make the playoffs because oh, they can win their division. Yes, Sunday noon on uh, CBS. Steelers minus five and a half at the Jags. Uh, this is not a game. This is uh, this is only a game because the Jags beat the hell out of the Steelers twice last year in Pittsburgh. Yeah. Well, they they beat the hell out of them once. The, and the then game they beat in the playoffs, in the, they beat them again. And, and they beat them in the playoffs. That's another Sunday noon game on CBS. Uh, this Jags team is not that Jags team. Another Sunday CBS game at noon. Bengals at the Ravens. There's no line on it yet because we don't know what's going on with Joe Flacco, which kind of makes this a little interesting, right? Yeah. I don't. It, it's not that he's hurt thing, right? It, well, it, his hip. Like, there's a problem with his hip. Okay, so he's, it's not it is, it Yeah, it's an injury. But because because there are talks that... Lamar Jackson might start. Lamar Jackson might start because Harbaugh is already... And maybe I read something. I don't even know where to, who to credit for this. But I know that I read somewhere Harbaugh's in negotiations to, like, buy his contract out already at the end of the year. Like... Like, we know I'm not going to be back, and so let me just put Lamar in and see if I can catch fire in a bottle and just say maybe we can do something special here. And if we don't, I don't lose anything because I'm already gone. That wouldn't make any sense. I'm literally talking just – maybe I dreamed it. I don't know. (laughs) I mean, it doesn't – If that's true and anybody knows that It doesn't sound dumb because, like, Harbaugh has been there forever. If I thought I was going to get fired – I would absolutely be playing Lamar Jackson to say maybe it turns our season around. Yeah, because if you play RG3. Well, no, God, RG3, no. No, but what I'm saying is no, if you no play. No, like, legitimate person thinks that RG3 should be playing. If you play RG3, the reason behind that is because you are paranoid. No, you're not. You play RG3, it's because you're drunk. You need to put the bottle down because <laughs> you're an idiot. That's it. No, you you just try not to like. RG three is not an NFL quarterback. Yeah, but a lot of people you, don't think Lamar Jackson is either. They don't know that because they haven't seen him play quarterback in the NFL. You can think whatever you want. We have seen RG three play. He was really yeah. good his rookie year, and after, that's about it. After they got tape on him, he all of a sudden stopped being good at quarterback, and he breaks like fine china. Just yeah. Uh, the other honorable mention game, Eagles at the Saints. Um, I mean, the Saints are blowing teams out. This line and the, uh, is... And the Eagles, I I thought they were going to flip a switch in November and be good. And they didn't. They didn't. They're just... This is just... They're just not good. They yeah. won the Super Bowl, and they're like, screw it. Yeah, we're we're done. Um, 
this was supposed to be the marquee matchup of the yes, weekend. I agree. Like, it was not supposed to be Chiefs-Rams. Before the season started. It was not supposed to be Chicago and the Vikings. Oh, no. no. Uh, Eagles-Saints was, like, okay, that's the one we're going to – like, that's that's the Fox Sunday afternoon slot, like, the most watched slot. Like, yeah. Um, it's interesting, to say the least. All right, that's going to wrap up the Week 11 previews. We've given you all the numbers, all the things you need to know to be a winner. Go down to Tunica, Mississippi. Get your action in on your favorite games. TunicaTravel.com will tell you more information on all six of their sports books. You can get our picks, our previews, everything else over at winningcureseverything.com. And if you're on YouTube, hit that subscribe button. This is the NFL Week 11 Gambling Picks. WinningCuresEverything.com is the place to go. It is brought to you by Tunica, Mississippi, the South's premier sports gambling destination. they got six wonderful sports books down there. Horseshoe, Gold Strike, Samstown, Hollywood, First Jackpot, Fitz Casino. You can find more information on all of them over at TunicaTravel.com. Let's jump in this bad boy. On our football picks contest last week, Carol C. from Huntsville, Alabama, she tied with like seven other people and went seven and three. She won the tiebreaker. Good job. So she got a $100 gift certificate to the Barn Prime Steakhouse and $50 in free slot play to first jackpot. <sighs> I went three, one, and one last week. That's good. I went three, one, and one. No, that's really Feeling good. good. You went two and three. Yep. Uh, I am 25, 23, and two. That is a perfect 52%. Congratulations. You, however, are still kicking my rear end. You are 28-19-3. Do you want to start us off? Sure. Let's do it. I'm going to go with Thursday night football. Seattle's at home, playing tough. Packers, I, I've kind of bet against them a lot this year. I didn't win last week. But you won some. But I've won most of them. I'm going to continue to do that. I think the lines are overinflated because of the Aaron Rodgers factor. I just yeah. do. I think this team is getting far more credit. Seattle's a good football team. They play teams really tough. I don't – a lot of people think that the the Packers have found a running game. Man, I, I think nah. the Dolphins are just bad. Yeah. And and I don't I don't think the Packers are – I mean, the, uh, the Seahawks are just going to let you come into Seattle and just push them around. They haven't done great at home, and I think a lot of that's because they've played some really tough teams at home. Well, they've only played – what three games three games there that's insane so the back half of the schedule is just loaded that's right with home games and and i i think they're going to play the packers tough i like seattle i like seattle to win this game i like seattle to cover i could dig that i could dig that all right so seahawks what minus two and a half yes sir game number one for me got the cowboys at the falcons i got the falcons minus three falcons looked awful last week the Cowboys look great. I think it flips this week. I think the Falcons are going to put up all kinds of points. I, now, the scary thing is I'm trusting in, in Steve Sarkeesian here. But that's okay. Uh, Dan Quinn is a good head coach. They've got a lot of talent on this team. I think they will be able to put up points in bunches. Uh, fun part about this, the three best Alabama receivers of the Nick Saban era, all going to be on the same field. Amari Cooper... Calvin Ridley, Julio Jones. I mean, it ain't it ain't like what LSU's got in the NFL, but like this is all Alabama's got. So of course I'm gonna bring it up. Falcons minus three. Look, 
I, I don't even have to go too in detail on this. The Cowboys are not a good football team. And and neither are the Falcons, but the Falcons are at home, and they're coming off a beat down to the Browns. Like, they're going to get this thing switched because they the week before the Browns game, they beat the hell out of the Redskins. At Washington. At Washington. This is one of your picks? Yep. Go on. Tell me what your reason is. I got the Falcons minus three because I don't believe in this Cowboys team. Every time they come up with a big win, you just bet the hell out of them. Just go against them. Bet bet the other way because nobody pats themselves on the back like the Cowboys. You got that right. Nobody believes in their own stuff like the Cowboys. And when they do something good, it's like they think they can just moonwalk through the rest of it. It's what they've done all year. They haven't put two back-to-back games together that look good all season. I don't think this team's a good football team. I think Ezekiel Elliott is really good at football. And for some reasons, they just get away from running the ball. Yeah. I I think the defense is better than average for Dallas. I think Falcons are going to score on them. If, if the Falcons to. put up, like, two quick touchdowns, they, they yeah. go up pretty quick on them? Oh, it's a, it's a ball game. It's done because, no, like, yeah. it, then, no team will quit. Like, then the, you're the forcing, well, not, not even quitting. Like, it's, it's going to force yeah. the Cowboys to start trying to throw the football. And we've seen what happens. Ball game. Yeah. Uh, game number two for me, Titans plus two at the Colts. I The line kind of stinks a little bit because you just saw the Titans come out and boat race the, the Patriots, right? And But then you look at the Colts, and they've won like three or four games in a row. Well, and say, I don't think it stinks. The Colts have won a lot of games, Colts too. have won a lot of games in a row, but the Colts have been beating up on really bad football teams. So... If they are beating up on bad football teams and the Titans have finally flipped the switch and they're actually beating good football teams, I'm going to roll with the Titans. I like their defense way more. Their defensive line, I think it's tough enough against uh, the Colts' offensive line, who has kind of been bullying teams around. Like, we'll, we'll give them that. Uh, but I just think the wrong team's favored here. I, I think the Titans are going to win the game outright. We might do this more than people want. I like the Titans, too. I've got the Titans plus two. I think they're the better team. I think the wrong team's favorite. I understand why it's home field advantage, and you know this is a neutral site game. Titans might be a, a minus one team. Okay, you give Colts three points for home field advantage. I just think they're a tougher team. I, yeah. I, I'm genuinely going to bet on the tough teams. I want a team that can beat somebody up if they have to beat them up. Well, and and honestly, the Titans still hold a little bit of. Uh... A bad taste in their mouth. I will the Colts. tell you, history says bet the Colts. Well, that that's why I'm saying like because this Titans, the Titans team have not beaten them in a while. Well, they they haven't beaten them with regularity in a while. Yeah, like they they did beat them the last two seasons, but uh, it was when Andrew Luck was not healthy. You know all that kind of crap. Um, but I do think that this Titans team like wants to go out and prove a point. I like Vrabel. I think Vrabel's a really good head coach. I do, too. I do, too. Uh, game number three, I got the Texans and the Redskins. Okay. Got the Redskins plus three. I think they got a better defense. I think the Texans have been gifted five games this year. Not great. Texans have been covering spreads, um, but that's because they've been underdogs in pretty much all uh, all these games. Texans are coming off of bye week. I don't think it matters. Um I like the Redskins. I like their defense. I think they're tough. I think Alex Smith is not going to hand the, the game away. And they're at home. I completely agree with all those things. I think Jay Gruden's a better coach. I think he'll put him in better situations. I, I like the Redskins as well. 
Yeah, I, I mean, a home th- dog. I think the shine is off the apple for the Texans. They went on this bye week. They've won six games straight. Then they go into a bye week, and all they get to do, excuse me, is is believe, have all these people talk about how man, how how great they're playing, how good they're. I want to go into a bye week with some adversity. Yeah. If if you're going to ever take a loss, I want to take the loss before the bye week. I don't want to be on a six game winning streak going into a bye week because because it's hard to to get focused and to really work. You don't push yourself the way you need to. And um, I can't figure the skins out other than the fact that they find ways to win games. Yeah. They, they've won high-scoring games. They've won low-scoring games. They've won games where they've gotten no offense. They've won games where they've been but don't break on defense. They just – and I think it's you got to attribute team. a little bit of that to Jay Gruden. I think he's good at just saying, man, I don't know what this week's going to look like, but we're going to keep it close. Going into halftime, and then halftime, we just gonna figure out what we gotta do to win the game. Is it weird that he's like? I think he's a better coach than his brother. Well, it's not weird at all. He's better than his brother. Like he's always been looked at as a uh, oh, he's the little brother. He's not yeah, as good. Yeah, he's better than his he's brother. he's better than he is right now for sure. That's right. Uh, game number four. We got for, the same last game. I'm gonna. That's gonna be annoying. I got the Eagles plus nine at the Saints. Okay, we're good. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, now that's not my last game. That's fine. Uh, Eagles plus nine at the Saints. That line opened at what seven, and then it opened at seven. It jumped up to nine almost immediately. I do think the Eagles defense at some point, and and I may take the L on this one because the Saints have covered so many games in a row. But something about it looks a little fishy to me. Like nine seems like a whole lot of points. I mean, Saints are just demolishing teams, demolishing teams. But I have no real reason why I'm taking this other than it just looks like it's too many points. Like, if the Eagles' defense decides to show up at all and they can get the running game going a little bit, you know, they could. I, I don't expect them to win the game at all. But I think they could keep it within nine. Okay. So I'm going to roll with the Eagles on that one. My last gambling pick is the Saints minus nine. <laughs> I, I I think this Eagles team is is bad. I keep waiting for them to flip a switch. I keep waiting to be like, okay, they're going to turn it on here. No, they're not. No, they're not. They're just not a good football team. I can't tell you why. I don't know what happened between when they won the Super Bowl last year and what they look like this year. But Carson Wentz doesn't look great. Very few, and, and I can't even blame the receivers. I think Alshon's looked good. I think Ertz has looked great. You know, I mean, he's got a couple other receivers. They've looked really well. They can't run the ball. They are completely one-dimensional, which hurts you in the NFL. They just don't look great. The Saints, on the other hand, I keep. I thought they're going to go on the road. It's going to be cold. It's going to be one of those AFC North teams where the weather is bad and nasty, and it's not great outside. And 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 they're gonna. That's where they're going to lay their egg. You know what? They did not only lay an egg. They dropped a 50-burger on them. Yeah. Okay? Right now, I can't tell you the Bengals are any worse or better or, or anything than the Eagles. They're about the same. The difference is they get to come home to New Orleans. They get to go indoors on that track meet, it, it, perfect conditions, perfect turf, and they are going to house them. I think the Saints are making a point. We're the best team in football and we're going to beat the hell out of everybody we can beat the hell out of. I think the reason this line jumped from seven to nine is because the bookmaker said, we made a mistake. 
That's we made possible. an egregious mistake. Entirely possible. Entirely possible. I, I'll still roll with the uh, the Eagles plus nine. I'll take the L if I got to, uh, especially because I feel good about the other ones. Um, What's the last one? Last game for me, Sunday Night Football. Taking the Vikings plus three at the Bears. I understand that that is a uh, – uh, it, it's shady prospects, right? I would probably take the. I'd probably take whoever was catching points in this game. Well, the Vikings are catching three, yeah. and I I like that. I like the fact that the uh, the team that that has actually beaten good teams is catching points here. Chicago has beat up on some really bad teams. They have not beaten a team with a winning record. The best team that they have beaten is the Seahawks. They're four and five. They had them at home as well. Uh, I think this Vikings team is turning a corner. Like they they lose this game, they are what two back, three back, or two and a half they, back. They would be two and a half back. I mean they they gotta they gotta win this game to stay up there and and I think they do it. I think they win the game outright. Yeah, I think I think they can win the game. I would definitely take whoever's catching points. I wouldn't like it. I'm staying away from it, but I don't I don't besmirch on that. I do have one question. You might know the answer to it. I'm not trying to to catch anything. Okay. Have the Vikings beaten a good team yet? Uh, yes, but I can't tell you who. Because they tied Green Bay, which they're not a good team. No, you're right about that. Uh, like, I mean, both teams absolutely house the Lions. Um, here, let me not to not to not to waste time. No, no, no. That's that's totally fine. To, that's totally fine. What is going on? Um, but I do know that. Uh, I do know that the Vikings are the best team that the Bears have played, so let's see exactly who. That's not true at all. The Bears have played the the Patriots. Ah, uh, that's right. Come on that's now. Right. Come on now. That's ridiculous. All right, so they beat Philly. They be, oh Lord no. Okay. Yeah, they hadn't really beaten any good teams either. They beat the Jets. They beat the Cardinals. They beat the Eagles. I, I don't dislike the pick. They beat I'm, San Francisco. I was they just beat curious Detroit. If they had a big win that I wasn't thinking of. And the Vikings coming off a of bye week. Yep. So, um, and I do think that means more for them than it does for like the Texans because they're a good coach team. Yeah. Like I, I love they're, Zimmer they're, in this. They're spot. a team that's actually well coached. I love Zimmer in this spot. Uh, Vikings plus three. I, I'll take it all day yeah. long. All right. We're giving you everything you need to know to go be a winner. So go down to Tunica, Mississippi, put some action down on your favorite plays. TunicaTravel.com has got more information on all six of their sports books. You can get in our football picks contest over winningcureseverything.com. Are we going to do the undefeated thing on this one? No. Or just in college? We'll just do college. We'll just do All right, so anyway. Anyway, winningcureseverything.com. If you're watching on YouTube, hit that subscribe button. We'll see you guys on the next one. Winning Cures Everything, college football week 12 previews brought to you by Tunica, Mississippi, the South's premier sports gambling destination. They got six awesome sports books down there. They got Samstown, Horseshoe, Hollywood, uh, Gold Strike, First Jackpot, Fitz Casino. Nailed it again. I'm swapping up the order. Nailed it again. But they got six of them down there, and we've been to all of them, and they are all fantastic. You can get more information on them over at tunicatravel.com. You can find more information about us over at winningcureseverything.com. If you're on YouTube, hit that subscribe button. If you're listening on the podcast, hit that subscribe button. You can find us on social media. We're on Facebook, Twitter, all the wonderful things. Let's jump into it. Game day 
You think they're going to the wrong game this week? Nope. Really? No, I don't think they're going to the wrong game. I think you're probably right. I think uh, I think anybody that has a choice between going to Orlando or going to Brooklyn, New York in the middle of November, yeah, I'm probably going to go to Florida too. But I'm not talking about that. I think it's the right game. At some point in time, we have to start respecting the AAC. Yeah. Yeah, and I, it, this would be the It's game. a better conference than two other power conferences that we respect all kind of a lot. So we need to, we need to hold the hell on. And if they're not better than those two conferences, Pac-12 and Big 12, they're right there with them. Yeah, those okay. two conferences aren't and far honestly, enough I think, better I think than them. Probably, like I think the Big 12 is better than than the Pac-12. I don't know that. I, uh, that. I think the the conference that you're looking at is probably the ACC. ACC because there's a lot of AAC teams that have beaten ACC teams beat this them. year. That's right. So yeah, I mean it, it, that's that's what we need to be looking at. But we gonna start out in Brooklyn. There, there is a power six, and and we need to start talking about it, by the way. Well, we will talk about that in the next game. Okay. This one, though, we're going to talk about a team that's not even in a conference and a team that's in the ACC. Notre Dame, nine-point favorite. Jesus' conference. Uh, Notre Dame is a nine-point favorite, quote-unquote, at home in Yankee Stadium against Syracuse, over under 61 and a half. Looks like a lot of points. May not be. Saturday, 1.30 p.m. on NBC. It's that weird time slot. They got their own. That Everybody else in college football is like 11, 2.30, 6 o'clock or 7 o'clock, and out. Right? And then Pac-12 is like, we call 9.30. Well, Notre Dame's like, we're better than all of you, and we're going to take 1.30 for ourselves. Nobody else is allowed 1.30. Like, I, I really don't think there's another game on at one thirty, at all. Nope, there's one at 1 o'clock, but that's on the ATT or AT&T Rocky Mountain Network. Uh, let's see, what else we got at one thirty? Georgia State at Appalachian State. That's an ESPN3 game, and that's it. That's all you got. Notre Dame, let me, let me give you this stat. Okay. Syracuse, their offense averages 5.88 yards per game. Sounds like a lot, right? That's a lot. That's number 60 in the country. That's not as much as I thought. Their defense, however, gives up 5.91 yards per play. Mm. That is number 87 in the yeah, country. that's so weird. They're 8-2. and two. They are 8-2. and two. And they and give they, up more yards. They than get they... outgained on a per-play basis. That is so weird. And it's that's... not like they've got – usually you would see that if they got, like, blown out in one of those games and that would throw the numbers off, but they didn't. They didn't. As a matter of fact, they've blown out a lot of teams. They've blown out a lot. That's a that's a weird thing. It's mm. like, it, man, you guys must be dinking and dunking all the time, every play. That that yeah, Ugh. okay. So I mean, if and if you think about it, like I haven't seen Syracuse like with a lot of explosive plays. So, I mean, it, the numbers can be skewed if if you give up explosive plays and you never create any. But I, I didn't look up what the explosive play percentage is, all that kind of mess. Notre Dame's offense averages 6.1 yards per play. They good. are number 45 in the country. Their defense, even better than that. They give up 4.56 yards per play. That is good for number 10 in the country. That's why they're almost a double-digit favorite. Yeah. Most books, they are a double-digit favorite. I saw yeah. this morning they were 10 points. The lines that we have are brought to you by First Jackpot down sure. in Tunica, Mississippi. Uh, this line is as of this morning. So it might have jumped even more. I know it opened at eight, if I'm not mistaken, and then it's it's been bet all the way up. So, um, what do you make of this? 
I like Syracuse in this game. If I had to play one side or the other, give me the points. I like Dino Babers a lot. I, I think wonder they're what that be prepared. I wonder what that that weather is going to do it's gonna to be their cold. offense. But if they're not really explosive, then what does it matter? Yeah, I was about like, to say that, that. I don't know. That, I don't know. Don't get me wrong. When I say I like Syracuse, I think Notre Dame's going to win the game. I like Notre Dame to go undefeated. I think this is going to be a test for them. Syracuse, remember, Syracuse at Clemson took them all the way to the brink. And I understand it was against a uh, a third string quarterback. We they're got the that. ones that put that third string quarterback in there. That's that's true. I mean, it's not like they just put the third string in there on purpose. No, like, they, they were just we want to play this way. Yeah, they they, they knocked they out knocked them out. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, that defense they they. They're not a great defense, but I just I think they played really well. Dino Babers has kind of caught my eye. He's just a really good coach. Oh yeah, he, I mean at Bowling Green, his offenses were outstanding. They put up a ton of points. He uh, wants to be taken serious in the AAC ACC. If if they pull out this upset, he he will ooh, be taken serious. Yeah, if they win this game, that uh, New Year's Six Bowl written all over. Yeah. Oh yes. Yes. I all over. Let's uh, let's move on from that one. Uh, oh, rotation numbers. We've had people requesting rotation numbers, by the way. So we're going to try it on the previews and just see if anybody notices. Okay. Uh, rota- uh, number 367 for Syracuse, number 368 for Notre Dame. Uh, Cincinnati, number 353 rotation number. UCF, number 354. For those that don't know what a rotation number is, by the way, that's the little number on the sports books. Uh, so when you get a sheet like this, you got a little number out beside it. So, because the games are in just all kind of crazy order. So, this way you can just go right down your sheet, figure out exactly where it is if you want to bet it. Uh, if you go up to the counter, this line will change by the time you go to Tunica. I promise. So, go yeah, up to the attendant. We this on a Tuesday night. Yeah. So. so, go up to your attendant, ask her what the update is for whatever the rotation number is, and she will tell you what the latest line, latest over, all that kind of stuff is. Cincinnati, number 353. UCF, number 354. UCF, minus seven and a half. Now, I believe that this one opened at eight and a half and then got bet down. A lot oh, of sharps man. that jumped in on Cincinnati on this one. Over-unders, 58 and a half. It's Saturday, 6.30 p.m. It is the ABC primetime game in Orlando, Florida. See, we disagree with that first statement that you just made. I disagree with that. I don't think it was sharps that bet that game down. You think it was the public? I don't think it was the public. I think there's a lot of – I don't think there are any specific people. I think the people this is is the Power Five elitist. I think the people that think, though, the AAC – all the haters of UCF are all going to be on Cincinnati. It's the same reason everybody bets – oh, I guess they don't really bet against Bama. But, like, like everybody hates one team. All the Power Five elitists hate UCF and want to see them go down. That's where all the money's going to go. I don't know that that means actually people think one way or another. I think there are just a large group of people that bet a lot of college football that just want to see UCF fall. Now, that could make sense. I mean, I, okay, I'm with you. I'm with you. Uh, this is the second most likely upset of the afternoon. Yeah, based on based one on, parameter that you pull up. No, no, no. Based on, like, all of the FBS stats. That's right. what I'm saying. Like this, this thing that you look at to get metrics from, which is a hundred and uh, whatever different uh, different things. I'm gonna pull this thing up because I, I, I forgot part of my 
part of my numbers here. Um, but yes, you are you are correct on that. It is uh, something that I pull up. There it is, right there. Forty-six point five eight percent chance for Cincinnati to pull the upset here. And what is giving you that information so people actually know what so you're looking at and you're not? This just is uh, my myteamsbetter.com. It has all of the FBS ranks along with the uh, the numbers, like the average numbers. And it is, let's see. UCF is better in 21 of 35 different stats. Their FBS average rank is 40. The FBS average rank for Cincinnati is 42, and they won 14 of the stats. So 21 to 14, and... Honestly, their FBS average rank is like really freaking close, 40 to 42. So the fact that this is about a touchdown is about right there, you know. Uh, UCF is predicted to win this. Uh, the confidence meter for this site is 53.42% for UCF. So it is not a uh, – this is not a going away kind of win for them. Uh, Cincinnati, but it's not supposed to be. It's where game day is. Game day is not supposed to go to places with 20-point spreads. Agreed. Agreed. Otherwise, they, they probably would have been at, like, Duke Clemson. So, <laughs> I mean, they, they were at Boston College last week. But that, that's, that's, but that was the that's only the best game there because there yeah. was no good games. Uh, so, Cincinnati, they averaged 5.98 yards per play. That's number 56. Here's the kicker, though. This is why they've been such a good team under Luke Fickle. They give up 4.3 yards per play. That is number six in the country. Not too shabby. The, uh, let's see, yards per play for UCF, completely flip-flopped. They are number eight in the country. They average 7.10 yards per play. They give up 5.28. That's number 44. So, I would have to imagine the UCF will win this ballgame. Big stage. First time in, like, real, real prime time spot for them. You'd have to imagine that, right? Like, how, how do you feel about this? It's in my gambling picks. Ah, okay, okay. Well, we, you know what? We can just move right on in. Go watch the gambling picks segment. Iowa State, rotation number 417, Texas 418. Texas a three-point favorite at home. The over-under is 49, Saturday, 7 p.m. And if you want to watch this game, you got to get the Longhorn Network, baby. So dumb. This is like the third most interesting game of the day. This is this is why the Big Twelve sucks. And and it's on the Longhorn Network. You get what you get when you get in bed with a school like Texas and you let them do whatever the hell they want. Now I will tell you this: Uh, you can watch this on the ESPN app. So those of us with Apple TVs and whatnot, yes, you will be able to watch this. You can actually watch this and Cincinnati UCF on the same app. So. Do that. You can also watch Duke Clemson on the same thing at the same time. So whatever. Um, but yeah, this one's at 7 p.m. Uh, this is the most likely upset. Texas is a three-point favorite. They are ranked number 19 in the latest CFP. Iowa State is ranked number 22. Is that right? No, 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 no. That changed today, didn't it? Texas is like 16. Texas moved up to 16. So Texas is. Oh no, Texas is 15. Iowa State is 16. 16. There you go. There you go. So really, would this really be an upset? Yeah, I mean, the point spread, yes. Uh, mm. Iowa State is a – they have a 55.03% chance of an upset here. I don't call anything 
less than three points, or three points are, are smaller, even four points, really, an upset. Yeah. If I'm going to say, if you're going to tell me, give me a big upset, I'm going to say, like, money line upset. Like, the point spread has to be five or bigger for me to actually classify that as an upset. That's just, like, my personal stance. Iowa State averages 5.71 yards per play. Texas averages 5.63. So they're pretty similar there. However. One place is way better on defense. Texas, another one of those boys that uh, that gets outgained. A lot. Five point out seven yards. Or five, five point out. 5.87 yards per play is what they give up. Iowa State, 4.87. Iowa State's really good on defense. How do you – I mean, does the fact that this game is in Austin do anything for you? It does. I actually think Texas has a pretty good home field advantage now. Uh, Herman's done a really good job building that part of the program and getting fans to actually need to come and show up for the game. Dan Wetzel and those guys always joke about how Texas used to be a wine and cheese crowd. Uh, they're not anymore. Um, so I, I think they are going to get some home field boost. But I actually think that's baked into the line. Because I think I think, it is I think if this is a neutral site game, it's a three point game, and I think if it's at Iowa State, it's probably a two and a half three point game. The yeah. other way, I mean, I, I think the line is right. I think this is a dead even matchup. The way they they match up, and and there's a reason it's, it's, it's the two most Big Twelve teams upset. that are not very Big Twelve ish. That's right. That's it, exactly this is, right. Yeah, it's two teams that like to run the football, that like to play defense. And they can score if they need to. Now, here's the difference in what I think about these two teams and my logic going into this game. Texas is built to beat Big 12 teams, but they struggle when they play teams that are not Big 12 and they hit them in the mouth. Iowa State, while they are built to beat Big 12 teams, is also used to playing Iowa, the complete opposite of a Big 12 team. That is true. And other teams like that, they play them close and they're not afraid of them. They can play any style ball. I would give the edge and the lean to Iowa State if it was me picking this game. I'm not. I'm not. It's not one of my gambling picks. I'm. I'm staying away from it. But if I if do, I, had to I pick, agree with everything that you're saying. I think Iowa is more prepared to not play Big Twelve football and actually get dirty and and play down in the mud. Last year, this game was at uh, Ames, and. It was the the last game of whoever the quarterback was before they they swapped over. That's right. Um, and it, it Iowa State like I actually had money on Iowa State last year mm-hmm. because I I fully believed in Matt Campbell at that point. That's right. It was like the fourth game of the year and Texas beat them seventeen to seven. And after that is when Campbell and that bunch started just housing teams they beat Oklahoma after that they that was early in the season and it totally changed their season totally changed the season so I wonder what it is like this year in kind of a revenge spot I guess yeah there's some of that maybe a little bit Uh, but it is in Austin so that might be kind of difficult over under is only 49 would you would you maybe go over on that one no two teams that just like to hold on to the football I I would bet the under if I don't think this is going to be a 50 point game I can understand that. I can understand that. All right, let's move on. Game number four. Speaking of points, West Virginia minus five at Oklahoma State. West Virginia rotation number 389, Oklahoma 390. Over-under is 71. Saturday, 2.30 p.m., ABC. It is in Stillwater, Oklahoma State, coming off of uh, just a heartbreaking loss in Bedlam. 
Heartbreaking loss. They should have won the game. Uh, I tell you this though, computers really seem to like Oklahoma State. Yeah, I mean they just went toe to toe with Oklahoma. They've got the fifth most likely upset odds. They uh, their confidence points are forty point five seven percent to win the game. I, I mean, that, look, I didn't even put stats down on this because like both offenses are are awesome. West Virginia's defense a little bit better. Uh, I mean, Will Greer looks really good. Taylor Cornelius has put up 500 yards in some really big spots. I mean, where do we – is this a last team gets the ball? Like, wins the game kind of spot? or Yeah, it could be. It could be Because this could like be that. a look-ahead spot for West Virginia. I, mean, I they, was just about to say, West Virginia's got more to lose here. A, the, the one thing that Oklahoma State has, and they had it over Oklahoma last week, and they've got it over West Virginia this week, they got nothing to lose. Yeah. I mean, they're like a four-loss team. The five-loss team. Like, who cares? We're just going to throw everything we got at these teams and see if we can ruin somebody's day. See if we can just piss somebody off. And they might. And, and they absolutely could. They could have done it last week. Quarterback makes one more play on that last play on to go for it for two. That's ball game, baby. Yeah. No, you're so, right. Um it wouldn't surprise me. This is in Stillwater. That crowd will be fired up because of how close the Oklahoma game was. I think if the Oklahoma game was a blowout, then, then might would have taken a little shine fans, off this one. The fans say, "Ah, oh, we've lost five games, man. Let's. Do you want to go? Yeah, maybe we'll go. Stay first half. See how it goes." I don't think it's going to be that. I think people are going to be there fired up. They're going to be smacking them paddles on the side of the the wall. I I think it's going to be a fun game. I agree with you. I agree. Let's jump over. Game number five, Duke number 331, Clemson number 332. Clemson is a 28-point favorite over the Fighting Cutcliffs. Over-unders 57.5, Saturday, 6 p.m., ESPN. Clemson did not look great against Boston College, and I wonder if that was because of Boston College's quarterback going out or maybe because it was cold. or I, I don't know what it was. It could have just been that they were actually playing a pretty decent team. And if that is the case, Duke is 7-3. and three. They're a pretty decent team. Duke is a decent team Clemson well. has been known to... Uh, Struggle to, with decent teams. Well, I was going to say throw up all over themselves in spots like this. Because um, they'll go out and beat the teams that they're supposed to beat. And they they will win big games. And they'll cover big games. And... And then they come home and they get relaxed and everybody tells them how wonderful they are and then they lose to Pitt or they lose to Syracuse. Or they I, don't, lose to, I don't think they're in danger of losing this game, but I'll tell you this. Cutcliffe is a really good coach. They're going to be prepared at Duke for this game. The other thing that you got to look at, I mean, I just don't understand this number being so big. It took a quarterback that has literally never taken a snap before, probably didn't take many in practice, for Boston College, and their offense was terrible. Their offense did nothing. They shut their offense out. But defensively, they st- the offensively, sorry, Clemson, they weren't able to score either. They got 20, and they had great field position the entire game. They had time of possession owned the entire game, and, and they were struggling to move the ball. Total defense here. Duke is number 70 in total defense. So that does worry me a little bit. Um, yards per play, Clemson is number four in the country, 7.55. Duke only 5.74. They're number 68. Uh, opponents yards per play, Clemson is number one in the country, 
3.75 yards per play. Duke is 5.51. That's number 57. Uh, but again, it's it's not. It's 30 not points. The We're talking about 28 points. Yeah. That just seems like a ton. That's of, ridiculous against a team that is that is seven and three and that has shown up pretty well. And that's against, Alabama Citadel. Like Duke ain't Citadel. Yeah, I will say this: Clemson has just immeasurably more talent. No doubt, they've got immeasurably more talent than, but, than Syracuse. But will they give a crap enough to show up? They didn't. They didn't do that to them. They got immeasurably more talent than Boston College. Especially at the quarterback position, when the BC's quarterback went down, didn't do it to them. Will Will Clemson win the game? Yeah, probably. I don't. I don't. I'm not I'm not sniffing upset here. But, you're but will they keep it within 20, four touchdowns? Twenty eight points, man. I could see him keeping it within twenty eight points. That's insane. I think I think Duke will score at least a couple of times. Yes, and you're not shutting a David Cutcliffe coach team out. That guy's an offensive mind. I agree. He'll with you. figure a way to manufacture points. We got seven games in the honorable mentions. Tulane at Houston. Houston minus ten and a half. That is a Thursday night game. That line looks really big for a team that's lost two straight ball games. Then you game of the picks. Yep. All right. Wisconsin at Purdue. Purdue minus five. Again, I don't know what happened to Purdue last week at Minnesota. That was uh strange. We'll say. Uh Next game up, Memphis at SMU. SMU is an eight and a half point underdog at home on a Friday night. Uh, that is that line weirded me out. That's uh, that's a strange one, isn't it? Um, so, but that's that's your Friday night. That's probably going to be your best game on Friday night. Oh yeah, Friday it will be absolutely. Uh, Miami minus three and a half at Virginia Tech. Uh, man, two teams that have just fallen off the face of the earth. Virginia Tech needs to win this one and against Virginia to go to a bowl game because they had a game canceled in the middle of the year. Um, I mean, Mark Richt is five and five. Justin Fuente is four and five. This when we looked at the calendar to start out the season, I thought this was going to be. For we thought this would be like game ACC championship game. Yeah, uh, Virginia at Georgia Tech. Georgia Tech a six and a half point favorite over a pretty good Bronco Mendenhall team. For, Georgia Tech has been rolling on folks though. Yeah, they have. They've I mean, won they, uh, they like have, four straight. They've been. Yeah, they've been. They've been people. killing people. USC minus three and a half at UCLA. USC. Five and five. This is you got to win this game. Game. This is just a terrible football game. If if you're USC and you fire Clay Hilton, who do you go get? I don't know the answer to that, but we shouldn't be talking about this game. That's well, you bring it up because it's uh it's rivalry. It's care. Chip Kelly's first in the in the series. But that's it's a rivalry between two bad teams. Yeah, no, it absolutely is. And then San Diego State at Fresno State on Saturday night. That's that's a game. A, that's a pretty good ball game right that's there. A game. Uh, Fresno is a 15-point favorite there. Whew. That is your college football Week 12 previews. We've given you all of the numbers that you need to know to go be a winner down in Tunica, Mississippi. So go get some action in. Talk to your attendants. Get some updated lines and whatnot. Uh, this is just, like we said, a preview, a briefing, if you will. Go down there. TunicaTravel.com has got more information on all of their six wonderful sports books. You can find our picks, our previews, and our college football pick'em contest over at winningcureseverything.com. Don't forget to go check out the game of picks. College football week twelve gambling picks brought to you by Tunica, Mississippi, the South's premier sports gambling destination. They got awesome sports books down there. 
six of them. They got Horseshoe, Gold Strike, Samstown, Fitz Casino, Hollywood, and First Jackpot. Awesome stuff. Go over to tunicaltravel.com. Check them out. They got all the information that you're going to need. Go over to winningcureseverything.com and sign up for the football pick'em contest. We got seven college games, three NFL games. You're going to pick ten games against the spread. The winner this week will get a two-night stay at, I believe it's Hollywood Casino. You know what? Go to the website. It's got all the prize information on there. I don't remember exactly what it is this week off the top of my head, and I should have written that crap down. Show enough. Last week, Carol C. from Huntsville, Alabama went 7-3. and three. She tied with seven other people and won the tiebreaker. She got a $100 gift certificate down to the Barn Prime Steakhouse and a $50 slot play over at First Jackpot. So she will be enjoying, uh, enjoying Tunica, Mississippi herself. So like we said, go over to winningcureseverything.com. Right up in the top right-hand corner is a little thing that says Football Picks Contest. Enter that bad boy. Last week... I went two, four, and one. It's kind of tough. I've had many of those two win weeks. It's it pretty, was uh, pretty, pretty sad. It was ugly. Sorry, it was bad. It. You, however, went four, two, and one. I've lost four games in two weeks, and all four of those games are games that we agree on. Yeah, the games that we liked. So the so for the first time, we collaborated. Not really. I have my games. You have your games, and I just wanted to make sure. Any game that we have the same, I'm taking off. You get them. <laughs> because there are 10 games that I like this year, this week, and so I figured I've got room to scratch off. On the season, I am 39-36-2. Chris yeah, you're is, still doing pretty well on the season. It's it, it's a touch over 52%. It's like 52.08%. Yeah. You are 37-38-2, just a hair under 50%, Ooh. but you can, you can change that around yeah, in one weekend. Right. Change that around in one weekend. If you were watching on YouTube... Give us your seven picks. You don't have to pick the games that we pick. Just the lines that you like. Tell us where you got the line. I want to double check and make sure you're not making up lines because we had some fools doing that last week. Some chicanery. If you go undefeated, and now last week I said if you if you go better than us for three straight weeks, we ain't got that much time left together, okay? You go undefeated, 7-0 and this week. You can pick 10 if you want to. If you don't go undefeated, though, that's on you. 7-0, give me your best seven games. You go undefeated, we're going to bring you on the show. I have no idea what would this, this is Gary's idea. I have no idea what we're going to do if, like, five of y'all do that. So. We're just going to bring them all on. That's It's all good. We'll just bring them all on. Just one, two, three, four, and it'll be fine. Everything's good. But I'm telling you, I've had people tell, like, fade the picks, We've had all kind of people in my inbox with, oh, I could have done better than y'all. Like, prove it. Show me you can do better than this. Show me you can go 7-0 and in a weekend. Bring it on. Bring it to F on, buddy. Let's roll. Let's do this thing. I got first pick. Go ahead. First pick for me Saturday, 11 a.m. on the Big Ten Network. Northwestern minus three at Minnesota. The metrics have got Northwestern minus 5.4. Northwestern is 15-4 and four against the spread in their last 19 against the Big Ten. They are 13-2 and two against the spread in their last 15 on the road against the Big Ten. Pat Fitzgerald knows how to beat the Big Ten. Three points is not near enough here. Minnesota is getting love because they housed Purdue last week. I firmly believe 
that Jeff Brom got a phone call before that ball game saying, hey, we're going to fire Bobby Petrino. How would you feel about coming home to Louisville? And the whole time he's on the sideline at Minnesota, who is not a good football team, by the way, all he's thinking is, man, I want to be back home in the Commonwealth. That's what I want to do. Jeff Brom got smoked out. Now everybody's in love with P.J. Fleck for whatever reason. Minnesota, the Golden Gophers, are playing the Big Ten West champions. Give me Northwestern minus three. So that I, ain't near enough. So I love Northwestern. I've bet them a lot. And and I support our boys from the West Lot Pirates. West Pirates, what's up? I don't think you listened to their podcast this week. Because their podcast this week talked about how they're probably going to start resting guys because none of the games, the last two games, matter. They want to win them, but anybody who's got any ailments whatsoever is going to sit. And and with that being said, I am staying as far away as possible. I hope they win. I, I will tell you this. I'm, I'm all on you with it. They are looking at it from a different perspective. But if, but if they start preparing for this Big Ten championship game that they've already clinched, then and I can't fault them for that. Then, then I will I, tell you I, this: I would not be betting on that. Northwestern is in the top twenty-five. They are six and four. They need one more win in order to get to a bowl game. Because if they lose the Big Ten championship game, if they lose out and they lose the Big Ten championship game, they're six and seven. Like you got to be at least six and six to get to a bowl game. I don't think that you can go to a bowl game if you're six and seven, or at least you drop in the pecking order. Northwestern, get your ass to eight and four. Quit messing around. You can go nine and four and go to New Year's Day bowl game. Quit playing with me, man. They could they can win. They could go to the Rose Bowl and lose both these games. Just quit playing with me. Anyway, Northwestern right. minus three. Don't listen I'm to this starting. chicanery. I'm starting. I'm starting. <laughs> stealing my words, man. I'm going to start out on Thursday night football. All right. Tulane, Houston. That's Thursday night game. Yeah. I got Tulane ten and a half. I told you a couple of weeks ago, Houston looks good. I bet, it, I bet against them, and they house South Florida. Yeah. I bet against them the two weeks after that. They and you made some money. Up. And not only did I say anything, I said they could lose out. It's entirely possible. I, I'm not saying they're going to lose this game, but I sure like Tulane plus 10.5. That and, hook really looks uh, and uh, appetizing. Will, and I will have some money on the money line. I can understand with, that. With all dogs, I have money on the money line. Saturday, 11 a.m. on ESPN Extra slash ACC Regional. Pitt minus six at Wake Forest. Now, it looks scary. It obviously looks scary, right? Pitt needs one more win to get to the ACC championship game. One more win to win the ACC Coastal. That's all it takes. One more. Now, the metrics have only got this Pitt minus four, uh, 4.6, but the numbers haven't really liked Pitt all year because they were real bad early in the season. Correct. Pitt, however, is 5-0 and oh against the spread in the last five games. Wake Forest, they give up 5.19 yards per rush. Guess what number that is? That's number 113 in the country against the run. Pitt, they average 6.49 yards per carry. You know what number that is? 
Number four. Number four in the country running the football against the number 113 team against the run. Pit all day. And you giving me this bunch at less than a touchdown? Man, look, I understand everybody's in love with Wake Forest because, oh, they beat NC State. NC State sucks. We said that on the, on the show. Oh, yeah. No, no doubt about that. Do not doubt the Pitt Panthers. Pitt rises. Pitt minus six. Let's roll. All right, you talked about earlier Jeff Braum getting a phone call. See, I think he got that phone call, too. And I saw Tom Herman get that phone call a couple of years ago at Houston, and I know how this plane works. Also, I cannot live in a world in which Wisconsin <laughs> is just as bad as they've been. Give me Wisconsin plus five at Purdue. Wisconsin's going to win this game straight out. They, <laughs> you, Wisconsin might beat the hell out of them. <laughs> I, wonder, I wonder how many phone calls he did get. He might have gotten one from Bobby like, Jeff. You can't take this job, Jeff. They just fired me, Jeff. You can't. Come, come on. Come on. What's your next pick? Utah State minus 28 at Colorado State. That's Saturday, 1 p.m. on the AT&T Sportsnet slash Rocky Mountain Sports Network. You cannot find this game, I promise. So, download the TuneIn app. You can listen to the ball game. The metrics only have it. Utah State minus 25.2. But if I go back and look, the numbers have not liked Utah State to cover any of the games. It's like they, maybe maybe three or four has not mattered. Utah State nine and one against the spread this season. They've covered four straight. Colorado State is three and seven against the spread. They have lost three straight. Colorado State is number one hundred and nineteen in the country in scoring defense. That's, they give up thirty eight point five points per game. Utah State is number one in the country in scoring offense. They average 51.3 points per game. On the other side, Colorado State, you think, oh, okay, Mike Bobo. They can score a little bit. Not true. Number 107 in the country scoring the ball, 23.1 points per game. However, Utah State's defense, not too shabby. Number 31 is scoring defense, 21.9 points per game. Utah State is going to house the Rams. I don't care where the ball game is. Utah State minus 28 ain't near enough points. My next pick is going to be Duke plus 28 at Clemson. We went over it earlier in the preview show. Clemson's really good. It's disrespectful. Clemson's going to gonna probably go undefeated, okay? David Cutcliffe is a legit professional football coach. He knows what he's doing. He's, he's pretty good. Is Duke a great team? No. They're a pretty good team. You're not beating them by 30. Nobody not named Alabama is beating Duke by 30. I just believe that with all that I have in me. 28, way too many points. I think Duke covers this line. I think Duke covers this line kind of easy. Like, I think they got a touchdown to spare. I can understand that. I can roll with it. Uh, I am through four games. Or no, I'm through three games. Here's my fourth game. By the way, I'm going complete chalk this week. Complete chalk. That's going to work out. That's, I, I'm just saying, and I feel really good about these games. I don't know why. Metrics have got App State minus 27.12. The line is minus 28 at home against Georgia State. Saturday, 1.30 p.m. game on ESPN3. It's the only way you can get it. It's on the app. Do what you got to do. App State 8-2 against the spread this year. Their quarterback is back, and he is rolling. Georgia State is 2-6-1 against the spread this year. And their quarterback, Dan Ellington, uh, he missed last week's 36-22 loss to Louisiana Lafayette. And I believe he's going to be out again this week. He is their offense. 
He is their offense. Without him, they can't score. If you can't score against App State, you are in trouble. App State minus 28, again, not enough points. Rolling with the bunch from North Carolina. Temple has been a team that I have bet a lot. And Temple's been a team that I've won a lot of money on. And I like Temple a whole lot. I think they deserve a spot in the top 25, even though they've got four losses. And two of those are really, really bad, unforgivable losses. But they were at the beginning of the season. They were at the beginning of the season, different quarterback. This is a different team. They are really good. With all of that being said, South Florida can still score with anyone. I don't know that Temple should be a 14-point favorite against South Florida. Give me South Florida plus 14 points. um, Okay, so we're going – I'm going to figure this out while we're talking. Uh, Do you have another game that you would want to toss in there? If, sure. if you didn't like nope. that one for whatever reason, no, I'm 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 betting that game. That game's already bet. Okay, well, it, because game. if to I'm not talk me out of it, well, uh, I I saw today because that line looked crazy to me. Uh, and Blake Barnett, the quarterback for South Florida, I believe is out. I think that's okay. I'm I'm going to trust that all these South Florida small teams. Right, he's South he's Florida, Central Florida, whatever. They've got like three or four guys. They'll all play quarterback and they'll all be fine. He is. Uh, he's questionable. So we'll see. He they may they may be fine. We'll see. We'll let you we'll let you stick with it. I'm taking 14 points. That's fine. If he's if he if he's out, it's part of it's part of gambling. That's the way it goes. I mean, I almost lost Boston College. I pushed it because the quarterback went down yep. the first like six plays of the game. Same I mean, it's, that's just part of gambling. You're right. You're right. Uh, game number five for me: the Nevada Wolfpack minus 15 at San Jose State Saturday 4 p.m. on ESPN three. The metrics have got this Nevada minus 14, so it's right around the number. Nevada 5-1 and one against the spread in their last six. They have covered four straight. San Jose State, they are 5-5 five and five against the spread. They had won three straight, or covered three straight, before not covering against Utah State last week. San Jose State is number 121 in the country in scoring defense. 38.7 points per game. Nevada's number 34 in scoring offense at 33.8 points per game. But Nevada has averaged 36 over the last four. That includes wins over San Diego State, uh, a close loss at Boise. Like, they are putting up some major league points. Nevada is a legit team. 15 points ain't near enough against a crap San Jose State team that is 1-9 this year. Give me the Wolfpack, minus 15. I said earlier in the pregame show, UCF has an opportunity on national TV. College game day, all eyes watching to prove they belong. I think Cincinnati is a good team this year. They are not some pushover. They're not some punk that you can bully around. Their defense is really, really good. But I don't know that that's going to be enough. I think UCF is going to make a mark on college football in front of everyone to say, we belong in the playoff. We belong in the same conversation with all the big boys. And we're going to go out here and we're going to kick these guys butt. I could see it because it, this is UCF saying, all right, you want to say that we hadn't played anybody? That's right. That's cool. How about the number six defense in the country? country. That's right. Watch us put 40 on them. And, and I don't know that they will. I think they're going to do everything in their power to, to, to absolutely try to do that. And if you haven't watched UCF this year, which a lot of people like know about UCF. But they don't but watch like, them. Their their wide receivers are spread out. Oh my! From gosh. like sideline to sideline, there is so much space there, and 
you know, it's it's not a common thing to see, but they are spread from sideline to sideline, and it is it is a sight to behold with that they're offense. Really, I'm, I'm telling you, they're a really good football team. People that don't want to take them serious are just people that think – this is why I don't like that we actually don't play these games out on the field. If you think that all these big boy teams would just whip their butt, then play them. Yeah. Play them and see if they can whip their butt. Because Auburn was a pretty damn good team last year. If I don't – mistaken – they beat the hell out of Alabama. They beat the hell out of Georgia. That they, was with Carryon Johnson. The only the only team in the country that did that, and then they got smoked by UCF. Well, they got beat by seven points. I mean, they UCF dominated the game. Yeah. Okay. okay. Come on, man. No, I mean, I, like I, I give them credit for the win. I'm just they didn't smoke Auburn. You can dominate a game and it not be on the scoreboard all day long. No, I mean I agree. LSU with you. dominated Arkansas last week. Complete domination. They won by seven. No, you're right. You're right. Game number six for me, Arizona at Washington State. <laughs> Arizona at Washington State. Washington State minus nine and a half. I'm getting less than ten points here. It's Saturday, 9.30 p.m. on ESPN. The metrics have got Washington State by 14. Look, the Cougs, nine and one against the spread this season. Arizona six and four. They have covered three straight. Arizona is number 90 in the country in passing defense. They give up 250 yards a game and number 74 in scoring defense. Give me a break. Mike Leach is going to run all over Kevin Sumlin. I'm telling you, Gardner Minshew is just going to keep inching his way towards New York. The mustache is just going to keep riding. You like how I did mustache riding? In the Okay, yeah. Anyway, Washington State, minus 9.5. Do not let this number get too high on you. Roll with that bad boy. Said I wasn't going to pick any games that you picked at the same time, but I don't care. I can't not. I just can't not bet on him. I can't. I can't do it. I just. If if you've been me, betting on him, yeah, he has won you a lot of money. This. I, I, why no? I know he's. Anyway, Washington State. Washington State minus nine and a half. Washington State minus whatever the number is. I don't care. I don't care. <laughs> okay. Game number seven. Last game for me. Uh, one more for you after this, right? Uh, metrics have Fresno minus eighteen point three. San Diego State at Fresno State minus fifteen for Fresno State. Saturday, 9.30 p.m., CBS Sports Network. Look, Fresno, 8-2 and two this season. They are coming off of a loss at Boise. You know they're going to be pissed off. They're going to be fired up. San Diego State is 2-8 and eight against the spread this season. They have not covered in five straight games. They are coming off of a loss at home to UNLV. Ugh. Fresno, 6.26 yards per play on offense. Their defense gives up 4.71 yards per play. San Diego State, 5.42 yards per play on offense. Their defense gives up 4.64. It should be a defensive game. Don't care. Fresno's been in those before. They win this crap 21-3 almost, like, religiously. That's what happens. I like Jeff Tedford a lot more than I like Rocky Long in this one. 15 points ain't enough. Roll with the Bulldogs. Fresno State coming off their first loss in the Smurf turf. San Diego State. Well, second second loss, but second first loss, conference. But yeah, first conference loss. Okay, coming off a recent loss, San Diego State also coming off a loss. Going into look, I think San Diego State's a good team. I think they're going to play defense. I think they're going to keep this thing close. Fifteen points is just too many. Give me San Diego State. I'm going the other way, as Gary. It's been a long time since we've had one of these where we're just going opposite sides. That's right. That's, I, feel, I feel pretty good about it. You know what it is. You like that fifteen, didn't you? I you like, like you like that one point. Well, I don't know one one point. I like fifteen. 
<laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know what one means. Would I have taken him at 14? Maybe. Probably. Like we said before, you go 7-0 and in our picks thing, just leave them in the comments. You go 7-0, and we're going to let you on the show. I don't care if there's 100 of you. We're going to call everybody. I'm going to hit you up. We're going to get your phone number. We're going to call you up. We're going to talk about it. And you are going to give us some picks the next week. All right? Sound, sound fair? Sound doable? Sure. You won't even be here next week. Man, what a bunch of crap is that? All right, anyway, uh, you, you'll be on with me, at least, and we'll discuss it. And Gary's old man. You got that right. So my pops will be in for uh, for next week. He coached me in Little League. I believe that. That's only been... Like 23 years ago. That's been longer than that, buddy. Has it really? Man, yeah. We were oh, like eight yeah. or nine years old. I'm about to be 36. <laughs> oh, yeah. Holy is All right. Uh, so go to winningcureseverything.com. Get your picks in over there. We got 10 games up, or we will. Um, we'll have 10 games up. You can win a prize to get down to Tunica, Mississippi. Do that bad boy. We gave you all the numbers that you need to go be a winner. So pick your favorite games. Go down and get some action in in Tunica, Mississippi. They got six sports books. They are all awesome. TunicaTravel.com has got more information on that. That wraps up the Week 12 Picks. College football playoff ranking reactions for November 13th. Brought to you by Tunica, Mississippi. The South's premier sports gambling destination. They got six wonderful sports books down there. They got Samstown, Hollywood, First Jackpot, Fitz Casino, Gold Strike, Horseshoe. TunicaTravel.com has got all of the information that you need on all of their six wonderful sports books. WinningCuresEverything.com has got all the information you need on us. Our picks, our previews, all of our uh, social media, whatever. If you're on YouTube, hit that subscribe button and help us out. Leave some comments down in the bottom. Tell us whether you agree with us or not. Tell me why. We have a lot of people that say that we're stupid and they don't explain why. I, I don't understand. Help me out here. So, let's jump into this bad boy right here. We're going to go, uh, let's see, five uh, five at a time, like sure. usual. Let's, let's jump in. Five at a time. Da, da, da. We have got the Massey composite along with it. Uh, I'm not going to read off each one as we go, but we'll... We'll explain teams that should be in or shouldn't be in or whatever. And I tell you, it's been a weird year in college football. Like, there's there's this upper echelon, and then it's like everybody else. Correct. Just strange. Number 25, Boise State, fresh off that win over uh, Fresno. They, uh, they jump back into the top 25. Number 24, Cincinnati. Surprising? Nope. Nope. 9-1. Think Good they football should have been in the last couple of weeks. I think they should have too. Utah State at twenty three. <coughs> Whew! What a cough. We need a cough button. <laughs> We're not that, that cost, high tech yet. That might cost some money. Uh, twenty three. Utah State. They absolutely deserve to be in there. They are on a nine game winning streak. They are rocking and rolling since the uh, the close loss at Michigan State in the first game of the year. They've been rolling teams. Correct. Rolling teams. Number twenty two. Northwestern. The first four loss team to show up this early in friggin ages they punched their ticket they lost to akron and they won the big 10 west like and i understand that that's the punchline like that's the narrative on this team it's a pretty good football team yep like it's a really good football team they uh they only beat rutgers by three and then they turn around and they win at iowa like on a on a cold big tinny day Ah, number 21 mississippi state to anybody in this five that you think needs to be higher, lower, 
I would take all of these teams and kind of bump them up a little bit. I don't know who I would knock down, I guess, but I, I think like Utah at nineteen seems like it might be kind of high. Yeah, and same maybe with Boston Wa- College, Washington, Utah, and BC. I like all of those teams. I kind of like Cincinnati, Utah State, Mississippi State over all of those guys. I think I I think I agree with you. So uh, State has got four losses as well. So I, I know I talked about it with Northwestern, but. State uh, got moved down. You can't really slide them too much for uh, for no. a loss to Alabama. No. Uh, number 20, Boston College. Lost to uh, Clemson last week. Kept it uh, relatively close, even without their starting quarterback. Number 19, Utah. Their starting quarterback and running back are both out, and they still continue to find ways to win games. Like, they beat Oregon last week. Um, man, I don't know what's up with Oregon. <laughs> like just, I, I can't figure that out that team at all. Number 18 is Washington. Number 17 is Kentucky. Now, the fact that they've got Washington below Kentucky, little strange to me, but yeah, Kentucky's got, like, better wins, I think. Yeah, I think Washington's better than them. I would bump Kentucky down with that other that, that list of folks, too. I mean, you can't six, put them behind Mississippi State, but, yeah. Number 16 is Iowa State. Um, I mean, Iowa State's a good football team. They lost three games early, but they have been on a tear here lately. Correct. And we'll figure out what Iowa State's made of uh, when they go to number 15, Texas, this weekend. Number 15, the Longhorns. Number 14, Penn State. Number 13, Florida. Number 12, Syracuse. And then number 11, UCF. So, at this point, like, you're thinking, okay, Florida just got housed, like, last weekend. Like, the weekend before this past one. At home by three touchdowns by Missouri. But if you look at Missouri, like, Missouri's number 21 in the Massey Composite. Like, they may have four losses, but, like, two of those are the top five teams. Number one team and the number five team. Uh, they beat Purdue. They beat Florida. Like, they, you know, like that's a, Missouri's pretty good, pretty good football team. Um, like, here's, here's the issue that we're running into. Everybody's just kind of the same. That's right. Like, at Penn State at 14 seems kind of high. But, like, who are you putting above them? Yeah, that's I mean that's the issue is is there's no difference between Penn State and all the teams beneath them. Yeah, it's just the same thing. And same thing with Florida. Like Florida's got that good win over LSU. Correct. Um and Florida's got a win over like South Carolina now. They I mean Tennessee could get bowl eligible. Eh, we'll see. We'll see. Uh UCF moved up one to eleven. Yeah, they gotta move they they just have to. They they, they have, have to, to they have to make a move up soon if they want a shot at the playoff. And this weekend will be a good time to do that. Now, I don't know that anybody in the top ten is going to lose. So they just have to look really, really, really damn good against Cincinnati. Like, you got to look really good and hope that Ohio State kind of lays an egg against Maryland. Yeah. Uh, Because, like, maybe West Virginia gets beat by Oklahoma State. Oh, Oklahoma could get beat. Oklahoma plays Kansas. Oh, do Hang on. What do they play? Oklahoma and West Virginia is next week. It's next week. Never mind. Yeah. No Oklahoma's not not getting beat. There will be a lot of shakeup next week. This week, not so much. Number 10 is Ohio State. Number 9, West Virginia. Number 8, Washington State. Number 7, LSU. Number 6, Oklahoma. Nothing changed from last week, and we did not expect it to because everybody won. Yeah. I still thought LSU should should fall down. I mean, mean, that's my school. I like them, but... They're, if we're using the eye test, if you're using the win-loss records, if you're using the resume, like in no way 
have they looked better than Washington State? They just they just haven't. I mean, their their best win is over Georgia. Their second best win is over Mississippi State. Yeah. No, they've got some good they, wins. Their only losses are to number thirteen Florida and number one Alabama. But they just don't they don't look the same as I don't know. Maybe it's because the teams they play are tougher. I don't know. It's I mean it's possible. I'll take it. But. So it, yeah. So LSU at seven, like eventually they will get jumped. And then six at Oklahoma. I I know that I've railed on this for a while. I just don't get it. I don't get it whatsoever. And then and then uh, Colin Cowherd came out today. Another guy to say, oh, one of the only two teams that can hang with Alabama this year is Oklahoma or Clemson. Like, why is Oklahoma being thrown? It it took overtime to beat Army, but you think that team can hang with Alabama? Like, are like, you kidding me? We have a five-loss Oklahoma State team that is a two-point conversion away from beating you, but that team can beat Alabama. A five-loss uh, Texas Tech team that yeah. is also basically a two-point conversion away from... And that yeah. got beat by Mrs., uh, by Ole Miss yeah. in the first game of the season. But you think Oklahoma can beat Alabama. I just think these people are insane, and we're giving Oklahoma... Oklahoma offensively an incredible team. They unbelievable. Lincoln Riley, great offensive mind. They can't stop anybody. Number five is Georgia, number four, Michigan, number three, Notre Dame, number two, Clemson, number one, Alabama. Nothing changed. No. Nothing changed. As far as the Massey composite goes. Nor do goes, I expect any of that to change. No. Uh, as far as the Massey composite is concerned, uh, the teams <clears throat> excuse me, that are in the top 25, uh, they've got 23 out of the 25 in here. So the, the computer numbers are finally starting to match up with the CFP. Uh, the only ones missing are Missouri at 21, and Texas A&M at 23. Uh, well, and Fresno State is 25, but Cincinnati is 26, so they're right there. Uh, the team that is the most highly ranked, let's see, Northwestern is number 34 in the Massey Composite. And then who are we missing? We're missing somebody. We got Cincy, Boise. Where's Boise State? Utah State. Boise State's number 24. Where is Utah State? No, they're number 20 in the Massey Composite. It's got to be somebody at the bottom. Da, 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 da. Let's see. So what are the what are the five bottom teams? Uh, Mississippi State. Oh, you got it. Mississippi State, Northwestern, Utah State, Cincy, and Boise. Well, Boise is 24. Cincy is 26. Uh, da, da, da. Let's see. We're missing only one. And I do not know where it is. Boston College, maybe? Boston College. That's exactly who it is at 32. Okay. So, Boston College is ranked number 20 in the CFP. That's it. And I think that might be to prop up Clemson, maybe, uh, because they are 32 in the Massey Composite, just way down there. Um, and then you got Northwestern in there, and they are the number 34 at Massey Composite. It's kind of strange that Northwestern is, is up there. I guess maybe they're just throwing out the Akron loss. Because that was a strange, weird ball game. I mean, these people, the people that run this committee also find a lot of hype in what did I see this week. And Northwestern went into Iowa and beat up Iowa. Yeah. They held Iowa offensively to nothing. Iowa scored nothing. And Iowa is still number 28 at the Magic Composite. Auburn is number 29 at the Magic Composite. So you've got, uh, let's see. Six SEC teams? No, seven. 
eight. in the top 30. Good gracious. You got three in the top 10, two in the 11 through 20, and then three. You got eight in the top 30. Well, eight in the top 29 yep. SEC teams. That is that's strong. It's a lot. That's strong. And if you want to go all the way down to uh, South Carolina at 33, I mean, that's nine and 33. Yep. That's, uh, that's pretty strong. Pretty strong stuff. This week, eh, we're not that mad at them. I don't no, guess. I mean, the things that I'm upset about, I know they're not going to change. No, what's that? I mean, o- Oklahoma at six. I think Oklahoma shouldn't even be in the top ten. I think Oklahoma's 11. Okay. And then put UCF up, up in the top ten? I would put Washington at six. Washington State, sorry, at six. And I would have UCF. If you want to have LSU seven still, that's fine. I'd have UCF eight. Okay. That's reasonable. That's that's. We'll see what UCF is made of this weekend. It, it'll be nice to see them against a uh, a really good defensive team. You agree with that? Okay. I mean, we're not going to see Oklahoma play a really good defensive team the entire season. So I don't know why UCF has to prove themselves against a defensive team. But okay. Well, I mean, UCF doesn't have the the name. But we shouldn't be worried about names. I mean, we shouldn't. We should worry about let them play it out. I mean, we should be. That's yeah, the problem. You're right. You're right. All right. That wraps up our college football playoff ranking reaction show for November 13th. Go over to TunicaTravel.com. Find more information on their sports books down there. Go to WinningCuresEverything.com. We'll see you guys next week. It's time for the rundown. Remember, check out winningcureseverything.com. You can give us a like on Facebook, facebook.com slash winningcureseverything. You can follow us on Twitter, at winningcures. You can follow myself, at GaryWCE. You can follow me at Chris B. Giannini, C-H-R-I-S-B-G-I-A-N-N-I-N-I. You can also email the show, that's winningcureseverything at gmail.com. And we now have a voicemail line. That number is 551 226 9899. If you want to call and bash us for talking bad about your favorite team or praise us or just tell us about how awesome your team is doing, leave us a voicemail. That number again is 551 226 9899, and we may toss it on the show. Thank you for supporting this show, and until next time, have a good one, guys. Hey, don't forget, subscribe to the Winning Cures Everything podcast on iTunes and make sure you leave a review. For every 25 written five-star reviews we get on iTunes, we are donating to St. Jude's Children's Hospital and LeBonner's Children's Hospital in Memphis, Tennessee. So subscribe and review on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, and all your favorite podcast apps. Remember, the Winning Cures Everything podcast.